the latest merchandise from the top wrestling companies, including TNA, WWE, and ROH, as well as MMA, including the UFC, then you want to head to A Merchandise. The latest releases at fantastic prices. A Merchandise are also the official home of Dragon Gate memorabilia here in the UK. For more information, check out the website at www.a-merchandise.co.uk. May I have your attention, please? The following program may contain material some listeners might find offensive. In fact, in this current age of political correctness and hypersensitivity, we can pretty much guarantee it. So, if there is even the slightest chance you think you might be offended, please do us all a favor and switch to the elevator music station and leave us the hell alone so we can get back to having some real fun. Thank you. In a week where Rey Mysterio gives the term high flyer a whole new meaning, Ooh dear. it's the Ministry of Slam, live here on ministryofslam.com. You should have seen Andy dancing to the music a minute ago, it was fantastic. No, 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 no. Did you know, though, <laughs> what, Roddy Piper's from Scotland? He is, yeah. <laughs> How many references to that did we do during SummerSlam? Don't ask. Uh, Especially when he didn't turn up, that was a bit disappointing. Yeah, we were expecting it all night. We were, To mark yeah. out, and uh, yeah, it didn't happen, but, um, but anyway... Happy birthday! Thank you very much. It's my thirtieth birthday today. Uh, no, it's not. It's my thirty-third birthday it's today. Thirty-third, yeah. yeah. I was about to say. I was trying to make myself a bit younger. Yeah. But yeah, thirty-three years years old today. Oh. And I got lots of cool shit as well. You did get a bit, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, I got some nice stuff. I got a nice book from Kelly and uh, some uh, some nice new boots from Kelly, which are pretty nice as well. They're in the um, the other room now. Uh, Andy bought some good stuff as well. I've got Forrest Gump on DVD. Because I do a pretty good Forrest Gump impression, which may or may not happen on this show at some point. You got it, but you see, um, I've got something that I need to give you. Yeah. But we had an email last week. Okay. From uh, a WWE superstar. A WWE superstar. Yeah, and uh, what you need to do is read the ticket. Oh shit! Out. <laughs> Live radio, they say. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, to Lee, kiss my lucky egg. Happy birthday from WWE United States Champion Kofi Kingston. Okay, and now you've got to open it up live on air. All this right, is right. from Kofi Kingston, ladies and gentlemen. This is from Kofi Kingston. Right, okay. The, the Raw US Champion. The, the, okay. Opening. <laughs> yeah, it's well and truly really badly wrapped. <laughs> yeah, Kofi Kingston can't wrap stuff for shit. Yeah, alright. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, it's, it's not good radio. I'm taking <laughs> 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 me just, just, just live, live radio. Live see. radio. Right, right, tear that off. So and he's uh, kind of doing it. it was, what it was was a uh, crystal maze from the UK. <laughs> cool runnings on DVD. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we like that. We like that. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Uh, Kofi Kingston, for buying me something for my birthday. And uh, all I've got to say to that is... You want to kiss my egg? There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> but the DVD collection is piling up right now. We've also had an MP3 come through, so if I can ask you to turn the mic up slightly. Yeah, sure. Okay, and, uh, here we go. Okay, go. I am 
Voices MOS Legacy. Sorry I can't be with you tonight, guys. I've been waiting on the show. But Lee, happy birthday. Hope you have a fantastic day. And don't let the evil empire ruin it for you. Happy birthday, mate. Awesome. Nice little uh, little thing from from Voices there. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. I'd probably yeah. be listening on the archive. That was that was cool. Thank you very much. <sighs> anyway, right, should I, I, sorry, yeah. yeah, should we do the show? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Did everyone hear that? Okay, in the chat. I just want to make sure that that worked. Okay. I think so. Yeah, everyone heard that. Okay, yeah, I think so. Okay, wicked. No one's coming back through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week, what have we got coming up? We've got lots of stuff. We've got uh, Bushwhacker Luke. Yes. Is uh, going to be joining us a little bit later on. That's going to be around about 8 o'clock this evening. A uh, good half hour interview with Luke talking about uh, the Bushwhackers and what he's doing now. And he's, he's, been in, um, he's been in Ring of Honor, which I didn't even know until we spoke to him. So, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Speaking of Ring of Honor, lots of other stuff going down this week. Um, I think it was during SummerSlam we actually heard uh, that Brian Danielson signed with WWE. We might be talking about that a little bit later. It's actually during well. the main event of SummerSlam we, we found out. And, of course, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Rey Mysterio is gone for 30 days. Exactly. He's, uh, yes, he's taken the term high fly to new levels. <laughs> he's uh, flying high. Uh, did you hear his explanation? No. He, it's um, right. Basically, he said he's on uh, medication for his knee and his arm that he's got a prescription for. He uh, he got sent over to the UK to do promotion for SummerSlam, and the test results came back while he was in uh, the UK. He came back to the states on the Wednesday and was told about it then and said he needed to get his prescription or he basically had a week to provide his prescription but that was from the date the test came out so he only had 24 hours left and he couldn't find his prescription before then so he got done oh yeah but is that is that right or is that full of shit you know what do we think i think it's full of shit Mm. to be honest but then i'm really actually i am seriously surprised that ray mysterio has got done on a wellness violation Mm. and this is like probably a worse along with john cena and jeff hardy who also now isn't with wwe anymore Mm. um you know the the one who's selling all the kids merchandise exactly uh, jr put in his blog that what um ray mysterio gets in terms of in terms of like merchandise and salary and what he's going to lose in these 30 days is pretty much what an old main eventer would have got in a 12 month year mm, yeah it's a phenomenal amount of money if you think about it exactly well he, he signed a pretty good deal when was it uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. when his contract negotiations came back up and he signed a pretty big deal so yeah it's it's not good thing really is though w- what this does mean and i i'm not against it but i think it's a shame is Dolph Ziggler's going to be the Intercontinental Champion next week you can see it happening mm. but I think it's a shame not that he's becoming the IC Champion because okay yeah I hated the guy in a couple of weeks ago but yeah. I'm warming up to him now mm. the but SummerSlam match was fucking awesome it was fantastic he was, he was unbelievable in that match potentially that was match of the night oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's just a shame that he's won it this way I would have mm. rather it had gone um, been vacated and then at breaking point you would have had John Morrison who's now going by the name of the future um, mm. against Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, either yeah, if, if Mysterio was you know hadn't had this problem, I mean, it would have been great to see, you know, Ziggler maybe have another match on SmackDown or something like that and lose again, and then you know Mysterio says, "Look, I'm getting tired of all this, you mm. know, all this crap. You keep losing. One more title shot, and then if you don't win it this time, that's it. You're not having another shot." Or even Vince comes out and says it. Yeah. And then that time, you know, under you know beating beating all the odds, and um, you know wins the wins the title on that match. That would be pretty good. But we are going to see a new Intercontinental Champion next week, so at least it's off the fat Mexican. I think it w- uh, that's the rumour going around is that he so. will be dropping it to Ziggler. Mm. Um, so 
Who knows? Who knows? The other thing we've got to do, we've got a couple of announcements to make tonight. We do, yeah. Should we do we them now? We should do, really. We'll, we'll do them now. Right, first of all, uh, posted this on Facebook a little bit earlier in the week. Guest announcement, who will be joining us next week on the show. This is a big one. I've said it's a singles champion. Okay. Uh, someone said, is it bubblegum? No, it's not bubblegum. Yeah, no. It's not bubblegum. A little bit bigger than that. We prefer Harry Bow to bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> do you know, when... We interviewed Nigel McGuinness a while ago. He was Ring of Honor World Champion. He was. He lost that belt to Jerry Lynn, and we interviewed him whilst he was Ring of Honor World Champion. He was. And then he lost the belt to our guest next week, who is Austin Aries. He's going to be coming on the show next week, and it is going to be a hell of an interview. Mainly for the reason that, you know, we've always wanted this guy on the show, but he's um, been very outspoken of the fact he doesn't do shoot interviews. He doesn't do, oh, you know, I'm a guy who plays Austin Aries in Ring of Honor. We have got an interview with Austin Aries, the wrestler. He's doing it in full character. That's how he does his interviews. He doesn't step out of that persona. Mm. So our interview is not with, you know, um, Dan, the guy that plays Austin Aries. It's with Austin Austin Aries. This is going to be phenomenal. So if you want to listen to a great little interview listen to us next week because Austin Aries someone that we've been wanting on the show for about two years now mm. from Ring of Honor days when he was there originally to TNA when he was Austin, Austin Star, Star yep. to when he returned back to ROH this is going to be good but we're not stopping there no we've got another announcement we have you guys uh, know we've uh, we've been looking for a main sponsor for the show for some time now we've uh, We've found a, a good one, I think. We have. It's, yes. it's quite an interesting little one. It certainly is. Um, it's not exactly little either. No, it's not. It's not. It's pretty big. Yeah. A Merchandise. Definitely go and check them out. A-merchandise.co.uk, I believe is the... Uh, is, I'm just double-checking it now. I'm it's sorry. A-merchandise.co.uk. .co.uk, that's it, right. Or A without the dash, A-merchandise.co.uk. Yep. Um, they do everything from WWE DVDs, TNA DVDs, uh, FWA stuff they do as well, Pro Wrestling Noah, Ring of Honor. The FWA stuff is actually the old FWA Academy. The original stuff, yeah. Because uh, the, the guy who owns A Merchandise is FWA wrestler and British wrestling legend Mark Sloan who mm. used to run the Academy yeah so he's got all the Academy DVDs exactly all so all that's there we've got 1PW Full Impact Pro uh, they do pre-owned DVDs mm-hmm. as well um, we've got uh, UK Super Shows DVDs for that you've got personalised 8x10s uh, signature items uh, custom made costumes protective pads wrestling figures everything is there so check them out amerchandise.co.uk uh, there's a banner for them on the uh, the header of our website so you can check that out ministryofslam.com click on the banner there and check it out and also they're basically organising the, the Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling Tour of the UK they are and this is big and we're going to be having Mark coming on the, sh- uh, the show in the next few weeks to discuss uh dragon gate uk i mean he is uh the big guy uh in terms of promoting that event mm. so we're going to be speaking to mark on the show uh regarding what you can expect to see from dragon gate uh uk uh that takes place in just a couple of months time absolutely now kicking it off uh we wanted to, to announce this with a bang we're going to be giving away a copy of the king of europe cup 2007 
Okay, now absolutely excellent pay per view. This was, I'll say, pay per view event. Um, basically, the way it worked, uh, it was a two night tournament, 16 men involved in it. You had uh, wrestlers from all the prominent um, federations around the world, basically, apart from WWE because they're not real wrestling anyway. <laughs> uh, joining in, we had um, Chris Hero from CZW, Claudio Castagnoli, former guest from Shikara, uh, Goshi Izaki from Noah, Martin Stone representing RQW, mm-hmm. uh, Pack from IPW UK, Trent Acid, Pro Wrestling. Unplugged, Matt Seidel, IWA Mid South, El Generico from IWA, uh, sorry, the IWS, uh, Doug Williams representing Premier Promotions, uh, Aries from WXW, Davey Richards from PWG, Zebra Kid from WAW, Ryo Sato from Dragon Gate, Jody Fleisch from 1PW, Nigel McGuinness from Ring of Honor, and TNA's Rhino was also there as well. Now, this was one of the, the best UK events of 2007. It was a two-night tournament mm. uh, that took place to crown the King of Europe Cup. And one of the things about this, I mean, we're not going to go into detail about it, but it was mild with controversy because TNA uh, wouldn't let Rhino's footage appear on the DVD release. So it got delayed. Alex Shane and Doug Williams, who organised the event, had to really negotiate to get this released. You can win a copy of King of Europe tonight on this show. Yeah, I think we're going to be doing that uh, probably, give us about half an hour, I think we'll be setting the question for that, and uh, and you guys can win a copy of the King of Europe Cup. Now, with the announcements out of the way, let's move on to talking about some wrestling, of course, SummerSlam. Oh, yes. Last weekend, it was uh, it was good, we had the SummerSlam party at your place, we Jeremy did. from Dropkick Radio came around as well, of course he was on the show last week. Nice little get-together, pay-per-view was okay, it had its moments. It wasn't good. It wasn't awesome. There were there were a couple of good matches in it. Uh, there was a few confusing moments, very, to say the least. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's run down the card. We had um, MVP and Jack Swagger. Yes, I don't remember this match at all. Uh, you weren't missing <coughs> a great oh, deal. Excuse me. Ooh, it's, a bur- it's a birthday burp. It's a birthday burp, isn't it? Y- yeah. You really weren't missing a lot because this one basically has been kind of brewing over the last few weeks on Raw. Uh, it got set up last Monday. Um, and he just went on and it happened and that was it <laughs> okay MVP defeated Jack Swagger uh, we had Kane against the great Carly this uh, Ranjin Singh thing oh. since when did Ranjit Singh become the brother of the great Carly I don't know since they decided to do it a couple of weeks ago I think you know I, I picked up a copy of uh, See No Evil the yeah. other day for one ninety nine mm. from a bargain bin in yeah. Texaco <laughs> Actually, I got the condemn for 99p as well. Did you? From a bargain bin in Texas. Oh, Shows how much WWE films are worth. <laughs> but I was watching this and I was thinking, Kane was decent. Mm. If they'd turned that See No Evil character into Kane. Yeah, have him come out in just some like grey cargo pants or something like that and just have him as, you know, not as Kane dressed up in the. You know, they've they've done it before with other characters made them evolve and you know try and disassociate Kane from this you know the character with all the fire and all that stuff and just have him some kind of psycho you know um, some you know long black army boots something like that some black cargo pants and some maybe just like one big black glove or something for him to wear to the ring and why not it would have been, it would have worked but um, Price is put something in the chat room actually Go on. Is, then why is he not Rajin Kali that's a good point. Yeah. Why yeah. is he Rajin Singh? Well, no, because he's. Um, ev- uh, I think they the way they're they're justifying it is because the great Kali's name is uh, Dalip Singh. Uh, that's his real name. So I think the Rajin Singh is the brother. That's uh, how they're defending it. Crafty. Yeah. Buggers. 
I don't think they were. It was it was worthless. It was just it was the second match on the night, wasn't it? I don't even remember. I, I was d- too I'm busy eating pizza and uh, popcorn and stuff. Yeah, and we were in the chat room doing uh, the summer chat. Yes, yes, we were doing SummerSlam live chat as well, which was cool. Thanks for everyone who turned up for that as well. Yeah, uh, our chat room. Now we we should really touch on the next match because uh, it oh, was fuck me. This was so annoying. This was. What are you talking about? It was so. It was the best match of the night. <laughs> yeah. It had everything. It had technical expertise. It had introductions. Lillian didn't fuck it up. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, unlike later in the night. And it lasted five seconds. It did. ECW Championship. You know this. We we talked about this last week. This potentially had the you know possibility of being the best match wrestling wise on the show. Yes. Uh, Christian versus William Regal. We've seen some great reversals. You know, Regal is an absolutely phenomenal counter wrestler. We've seen all that before. Christian can definitely keep up with him. Yeah. So it had the potential to be something really special. And then, you know, this happens. He just attacks him and gives him the unprettier before he's even got the robe off. And it was terrible. It was such a shame <sighs> because, you know, ECW is, without a doubt, potentially the second best brand in the WWE at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and I'm overall. saying that. Yeah, and it's overall. Mm. And I'm saying that because of the fact the wrestling is actually quite good. And if you look at the ECW program, nearly every superstar that's on that brand is in a feud. And yes. they've got a storyline. Paul Birchall's got a storyline with Gregory Helms. Mm. Um, Shelton Benjamin's got a feud with Zack Ryder. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Reeks and Yoshi, the Japanese dude who comes who looks like Tajiri, <laughs> has got a feud going on with somebody else. You know, everybody's got a feud. Yeah. And then that happened. Mm. And it, it ruined it. Any it, sort of push they've been giving ECW died. What was it immediately stuff. prior to this match? DX. Right, okay. Yeah, because I think we're a bit annoyed by like what happened at the end of that match, mm. and then uh, this happened, and we just said, why the hell are we even, did we even buy this pay-per-view? Yeah. Um, but anyway, there we are. So, yeah, Christian defeats William Regal. I don't know if Regal was injured or something like that, and that was why they did the quick well, match. Well, no, because on Tuesday, they actually did a match. Oh, they did a SummerSlam why match on ECW. Why didn't they have the full match at SummerSlam and then do the... What it did do, which... If this was the point, then they should have done it on ECW mm. and not on SummerSlam. Was it got the stable over? Yeah, the, true. The stable of um, Ezekiel Jackson and Vladimir Kozlov and William Regal. It got them over. Yeah, but it got them over it to the cost of ECW, and that's not what you want to do. Yeah, what it has done is set up what is likely going to happen next month at Breaking Point, which will be Regal versus Christian again mm. for the ECW title in submission rules. Yeah, yeah, which is great because Regal's got the STF Regal stretch. Yeah, and I don't know what Christian's submission is. Uh, boring people to sleep. I don't know. He'll um, bring the sharpshooter out. He's yeah, Canadian. Bro- yeah, that's well. That's what presumably um, either Triple H or Shawn Michaels is going to do because they always bring out the. Um, well, tri- Triple H will bring out the Crippler Crossface because they're in Canada oh, and they'll dang. bring out the Sharp you know it's going to happen yeah probably will probably will so, this is a shame <laughs> um, right next match we're going to run down is uh, the Unified Tag Team Champions <laughs> Chris Jericho and Big Show against Crime Time <sighs> now the the one good thing about this match was the new theme music for Jericho and Big Show yes which, which we, I think was done by Fozzie it, yeah do you know what we spent more time in the match wondering who made the theme music they're yeah. actually paying attention to the match and they're actually hoping they won because uh, you know so we could hear it again yeah <laughs> sweet music though wasn't it it was good it was really good only one thing to say about crime time though jobbers there you go <laughs> <laughs> it's good jobbers jobbers that's what crime time are 
Nice I hate little appearance by Spud there as well. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Jericho and Big Show once again another match where I can't really think back as to actually what happened during it. This See, is how much it kept my attention. The thing is though, this match should never have got to pay per view. Mm. And okay, I know it's the old storyline of face team versus heel team, but seriously, who gives a shit about crime time? Yeah, exactly. They're their biggest face team that they've got, and it's crime time for God's the, sake. Well, the tag team that debuted on SmackDown this past week. Yeah, John Morrison and Matt Hardy. Why not? They went up against the Hart Dynasty. They got the they got the victory over the Hart Dynasty. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen Morrison and Hardy on pay per view against Jericho and the Big Show? That would have been good. Would have been a damn sight better match in Crime Time. Mm. Hopefully now Crime Time have had their title shot that they've earned back at New Year's Revolution about ten years ago, <laughs> and now they'll get released again and piss off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, go to a new wrestling evolution in Italy or something so we never have to see you again. Yeah, because they haven't got a TV deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah Go sounds away. good. Uh, right, on to the most confusing match in the entire history of anything is uh, Randy Orton, WWE Champion versus John Cena. Mm. Now, again, going back to if you listen to, um, can I just interrupt? Yeah, two yeah, seconds. Yeah. Scotty's put God no, don't put Morrison back into a tag team. Yeah, Morrison needs a singles push, mm. but he was great with Matt Hardy this past week on SmackDown yeah. and if you're going to give him gold and he's not going to get the IC belt and you can't see him in the main event picture at the moment because of a dead man mm. put him back with Matt Hardy a veteran with young talent yeah, exactly. against Jericho and Big Show he can only learn from someone like Matt Hardy he's great in singles Morrison but mm. he's, he just and as much as we want to push him and you know new WWE champion John Morrison something like or world heavyweight champion there's just something I don't know what it is that's missing from him he just just that little bit extra something he needs it's and maybe you'll pick that up from Matt Hardy yeah it's because of the fact I think he was you know he had that single he was a tag team he had a quick singles push but he had Molina mm. then he was put straight back into a tag team with The Miz where is Molina these days? Molina's on Smackdown she's she? not competing in much yeah okay which is not a bad thing but <laughs> you know he was put into a tag team with The Miz and while they were over they never really developed the characters too much mm, yeah. apart from being cocky arrogant heels and then you know when they split yeah Morrison could start moving a bit bit forward mm. but you're right he needs that little extra thing to get him to that main event level yeah. if he's going to be the next Shawn Michaels and the saviour of WWE and the guy that they can push to the moon for the next 10 years mm. he just needs that little bit extra to, yeah. to do it see I'd, I'd love to see Matt and, and, and Morrison team up for a while and then either Matt turn on Morrison so we still keep the face Morrison who I think is better in a face role mm. than what he is in a heel but a heel Matt who we know is a hell of a lot better than a face Matt yeah, Hardy yeah. and have those two go at it because that would be a phenomenal feud <coughs> there we go um, <laughs> you think of my analysis <laughs> yeah I agree I do agree um, as we said we're moving on to uh, Randy Orton versus John Cena now yeah. again I, I was going to touch back on um, Ministry Access that was on at 6.30 tonight we talked about uh, Jim Cornette and his guest book a DVD and how he explains on there about building faces and building heels and, and how basic wrestling booking is so much easier to do and it works it's so much mm. more effective than complicating things um, and what this did I don't really know apart from absolutely bury John Cena I mean he's always I'm not the biggest John Cena fan but you know he's good at what he does which isn't a lot but you know he's good at what he does he he, he makes money for WWE and he's always doing the you know superhero comeback he can overcome all the odds basically what they did here was they gave John Cena what three four chances yeah. to beat Randy Orton and he couldn't do it any of those times yeah 
Um, they stacked the odds totally against Randy Orton, and Orton still came through and beat Cena anyway. But the, the, the best thing about it, it was actually a pretty good match up until the, <laughs> the finishes started coming in. <laughs> and then Lillian announces that the winner and new WWE champion is Randy Orton. He never lost the belt, mate. Yeah, okay. First of all, the winner wasn't Randy Orton. Second of all, he can't be the new champion because he's already the champion. <laughs> Third of all, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, it was a really weird finish Yeah, to the match. I think it was... Uh, Orton got backdropped, immediately got up and pushed the referee down. Yeah. And then ran out the ring. Uh, so he got disqualified. Yeah. Um, that was when Lillian did her first mighty uh, announcing job. Yeah. Then uh, she said, Oh, we've just heard from Mr. McMahon it would be recontested with, or, you know, restarted with no disqualification rules. So he comes in, gets beaten up a bit more, then walks out and gets counted out. Then she gets on the mic again and says, Right, it's under um, no count out no rules. rules as well carries on then we had the run-in this was interesting yeah we were sat there watching this happening and debating whether it was real or whether it was not uh fan came in security right on top of him the way cena was stood there playing it i mean orton immediately dived out of the ring mm. and orton stood well back and let security deal with it so you you thought okay maybe this is legit but then they showed uh footage of the fan being escorted out of the arena so you know, and it's, we know it's WWE's policy. If a fan goes in the ring, they just go to a really close-up shot of one of the workers, and uh, you know, stops uh, stop anything of this fan getting on TV, like they did at WrestleMania when it was uh, Michaels versus Cena. Yeah, I mean, at that point, we knew something was up. Yeah, because and and then when they suddenly showed the fan being walked out as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we knew it wasn't legit at that point, um, I think. So And we were, we were sort of looking online to see who it was and uh, found Sk out eventually it was uh, Brett DBS. We found out the following night on Raw. I mean, uh, you and I were sat there and, and Jeremy was sat there as well, but you and I were, were kind of having a little discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, any idea we had from Rob Van Dam because yeah, he was backstage? Yeah, we saw that it was Rob Van Dam. For some reason, in the melee, I mean, obviously we, it, we didn't have a recording at that point to do it and they didn't show a replay of the no. fan. So we only saw the, the sort of quick four or five seconds of the fan getting beaten up in the ring I was sure I saw a ponytail mm. um, at which point I said yeah I'm, that's got to be Rob Van Dam." so you know and why not insert him in a feud with um, Cena or, or Orton why not I mean we saw ECW One Night Stand back in 2006 with Van Dam and Cena the amount of heat that had um, you know, you could you could quite easily do that. I mean, the other ideas we had on the night was Drew McIntyre. Yeah, uh, Joe Hennig yes. was another idea we we came up with. Didn't think of Brett DiBiase at all. No, but then he's he was he's too green. Yeah, he's way too green. Yeah, exactly. To bring exactly. Um, next match, take it. This was uh, the TLC match. It was CM Punk against Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight Belt. Hardy defending the title. This was un. Phenomenal, uh, un unbelievable, un unphenomenal was it? Unbelievable, even. But <laughs> <laughs> it was, I've it was a hell of a match. Um, and this one again, one of the sort of suspension of disbelief moments. I really did think that Jeff Hardy had hurt himself seriously at the end of the match when he got taken out, or was about to be taken out by stretcher. Um, but you know, it, it all sorted itself out. He got back up and then got kicked off of the the um mm. the ladder again and uh punk finally won the belt off of jeff which is what we thought would would happen anyway yeah so um, and then yeah. of course we had the surprise well surprise for the audience we knew it was happening yeah uh the return of the undertaker yes and very well done as well oh unbelievable when uh punk was in the ring stood over the top of um 
uh, of uh, Jeff Hardy. Lights went out, lights came back up, and you didn't even realise because Jeff was in black and he's got his long hair, and then you just see the same figure, black, long hair, lying down on the mat. Yeah. And then it's The Undertaker, comes up, choke slams CM Punk, and the pay-per-view goes off the air. Now, the interesting thing about this is obviously it's leading to Undertaker versus CM Punk, which we touched on last week. Yeah. But does that mean at breaking point that the undertaker has obviously got the hell's gate yeah uh cm punk hasn't used his submission move which i really can't remember the name of anaconda vice that's it yeah for years yeah so is punk bringing the anaconda vice back mm. or will he just do something else just to to keep the fans happy sharpshooter yeah exactly that's what they always re- resort to in wwe there are only two submission moves which are the uh oh no sorry three there's the stf uh the crippler cross face and the sharpshooter that's it or the that's figure four Oh yeah, figure four. Which can, only Triple H ever uses. Yeah, Triple H or Michaels. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, speaking of Triple H and Michaels, time to move on to uh, probably what was the highlight of the pay per view: uh, Degeneration X versus the Legacy, and a hell of an intro from DX. Yeah, hell of an intro. But what we got to touch on very quickly is the beginning of the pay per view and the opening video. Oh, yeah. that yeah. they did uh, <laughs> with DX doing the little, you know silhouette yeah the shadow, uh, the shadow puppet sort of things yeah excellent that was good yeah really nice funny. little intro to the pay-per-view and michael's saying that he had a job as a um a camera repair man or something or tv repair man before he was a chef and then um you know messed up the the film and then they started the pay-per-view it was it was classic dx moment which was uh which was it nice was to see. hilarious but the intro like you said was just phenomenal to see they came out on a tank it reminded you of the old wcw invasion mm. um DX coming out brand new music as well or well, a reworked version it was well the music itself was exactly the same but the, during the sort of like just as the the troops were coming out and um, they were firing the guns all over the place they did they just played the intro of that new theme um, but then it just went back to the old back to the old DX music mm. which is a shame I wanted to hear that that new DX music all the way through but yeah um, match itself was good and the legacy got quite a lot of um, uh, quite a lot of offence in yeah legacy did better than I thought to be honest I didn't think at no point did I think Legacy were going to go over because uh, I know mm. you and you and Jeremy on the night were saying oh we really wish Legacy were going to go over yeah. I didn't think they were going to you wouldn't have DX job out on well, their first return I was really waiting for that split to happen or something to happen to cause some friction between Triple H and Sean and have that split I still think it's going to happen at some point well apparently they've moved the Marine 2 back it's now coming out in November oh okay so, so maybe it could be a breaking point yeah yeah which, well, which would make work. it that could work but overall i mean watching it live it was still missing something i think it wasn't it had its moments it was okay considering the fact they wanted to make this the second biggest pay-per-view of the year and make Mm. it as big as wrestlemania they failed big time it wasn't as bad as the bash or night of champions but it wasn't an a show pay-per-view at all no definitely not um yeah it was okay it was definitely a thumbs in the middle it had its good moments it had the moments where we were yelling at the TV yeah um, gutted that Ziggler didn't win the title from um, from, from Rey. Rey Mysterio uh, clean in the middle of the ring that's then, what we're expecting But at least we're going to see the title belt on Ziggler in the coming days we hope I'm still not holding my breath on that one well if Vince doesn't do it he's an idiot exactly but then we know that <laughs> uh, okay so that's SummerSlam uh, last weekend of course we're, oh, the other thing that happened of course was UFC last night UFC yes. 102 uh, was live on ESPN in the UK last night we're going to quickly run down the results when we come back from a break this was awesome uh, we've got Kelly here with some news in just a minute and a quick commercial break but then we'll be back as I say with uh, a look at UFC 102 and the rest of the week's news come on 
WWE Intercontinental Champion Rey Mysterio conducted an interview with the record newspaper in Mexico commenting on the announcement of a 30-day suspension from WWE for violating the company's wellness policy. Mysterio said he was suspended for a drug he was using for his knee and arm that he has a prescription for. He added that due to him going on vacation and then being sent to the UK by the company to promote SummerSlam, he wasn't given word of his test failure until Wednesday and was told he had to provide the prescription record by Thursday. Mysterio said he couldn't get them the prescription in time, then they announced his suspension on Thursday. WTAE Channel 4 in Pittsburgh has an article noting that a judge has allowed TNA World Heavyweight Champion Kurt Angle to return to his home in Moon Township whilst his case progresses. Trinesha Biggers, Raka Khan, will not be allowed to live at the residence anymore. Angle added, it's been about 10 days. I can't wait to get home. Thank God she's out of my life. I will be exonerated. This girl obviously has some kind of motive. We'll see in court whether it's financial or she wanted to be in a relationship that I didn't want to be in. From the Ministry of Slam News Desk, I'm Kelly with the News of the Week. Alex Shane and you're listening to the Ministry of Slam Radio and there are two things you can do about it that's nothing and like it there's only one place to go for all of the latest news and information on total non-stop action wrestling it's TNAwrestling.com TNAwrestling.com Log on right now and get your fix of all things TNA Wrestling. Event photos, streaming video, and all of the backstage gossip is just one click away. Plus, right now, you can find special savings in our merchandise area with a complete line of DVDs. And don't forget to check out photos of our lovely ladies in the knockout section. It's your online home for total non-stop action wrestling. It's TNAWrestling.com. TNAWrestling.com. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. While lesser designers would shy away from putting 300-pound men in spandex, you embrace it. Yes, you do. Pushing fashion to its limits, literally, you pair tights with a cape, a leotard with a mask, leather boots with a thong. All understated ways of saying, I'm going to rip your head off and look fabulous doing it. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Guy, because without you, a man crushing another man's head in his arms would just look silly. Mr. Pro Wrestling Wardrobe Designer. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. They stepped out of the squared circle and started a revolution. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. (laughs) 
welcome back to the Ministry of Slam, the UK's number one pro wrestling talk show. And uh, what? That's all me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just randomly talking. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> Uh, UFC 102 last night. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch the, watch the show yet. I know the results, and uh, I've got a copy to watch, but just haven't had a chance to uh, to look at it yet. We're going to run down the card um, pretty quickly, mm. just to uh, let you guys know what happened there. If you don't, or if you haven't seen the card yet, you don't want to know the results. Probably tune out for about the next 10-15 minutes. Yeah, because uh, we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, we are. But if you're in the UK and you have got ESPN, they are repeating the, the event tonight at 10 o'clock. All oh, right, okay. So at a reasonable time. Yeah, That's pretty cool. much an hour after we finish or however long we finish, go over it tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, straight after us, you can listen to that on ESPN. Awesome. Now, USC 102. Yeah. Okay, this was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Of course, it was headlined by Randy Couture versus uh, Minotauro Nagara. Yeah. Uh Couture making his comeback, 46 years of age. Nagara, of course, who last faced and lost to Frank Mir, yeah. uh, former UFC champion. Compare the Frank Mir. Dot com. Uh, <laughs> was That's your main bad. event, but it was your co-main event. Okay, yeah. so we're going to kick this off. Brandon Vera went up against Christoph Sosinski. What's that got to do my knob? <laughs> no idea. All, the interesting thing about this card, mm. every fight was three rounds. There was no titles on the line at all at UFC oh, 102. Okay. Okay. So every fight was three rounds, which meant all the action was quick. Uh, the I next didn't fight even came put quick. That together at all? That I it didn't. Was, it was uh, there were no titles on the line. No, I didn't Shit. until the actual night. Okay. Um, and it was only when I was talking in um, Spanish to, to Price. <laughs> yeah. To Price, who's Eng- who's Irish. Yeah, and yeah. I'm English. Oh, okay. Um, and Roddy Piper's from Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, who who told me that none of the titles were on the line? I didn't click. Yeah. So all fights, three rounds, which meant it was quick. It was fast paced. Okay. Yeah. Kicked it off like we said. Brandon Vera versus Christoph Szczynski. Vera won this. It went three rounds. Yeah. And it was a unanimous decision by the judges' scorecard. And it wasn't the first time that that happened okay okay brilliant little fight i mean this had everything it was a bit slow to start off with but it really kind of kicked off as the round two came into play yeah um a couple of times during round three i thought it was all over a nice couple of takedowns by vera vera was really in control the minute the the bell rung in round one right the way through to the end of round three mm. Szczynski got a couple of offensive moves in it was all vera absolutely unbelievable sweet okay Next up was Nate Marquette versus Damian Mayer. Okay. Right. This ended in round one by knockout. Yeah. And what we thought was going to be the quickest knockout of the night. It was <laughs> 21 seconds. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Now, you've seen this because uh, you, you've seen the, the highlights of this. Yeah. This knockout, okay, the only way to describe it was inside out. Yeah, basically the guy, it, it looked as though it was totally set up like like wrestling, to be honest. Because the um, the guy who got knocked out, what was his, what was his name? Uh, uh, Damien Meyer. Yeah, he was basically just moving forward to to strike, and the other guy twatted him in the mouth, and the, the the bottom half of his body carried on moving towards him, and he basically sort of like flew in midair and ended up spinning right round and and landed on the floor. But it was, yeah, incredible. That's It's going to be one of those things that's on UFC highlight packages for a long time to come. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This was, as Price has put in the chat room, awesome match. It was absolutely, ah, 
just can't compare it it was quick yeah but it's one of those matches where it's it's literally like we said before anything can happen in the UFC mm. you know to steal the WWE trade line exactly well yeah I mean you know this thing could happen you know Brock Lesnar at the moment is looking unstoppable anyone could walk in there and just catch him at the wrong moment cliff him on the chin and he'll be out like a but light. it was a beautiful shot though I mean it got him right on the square, square of on the, the chin, chin yeah. and he just went inside out mm. and then of course he was on the ground and he did ground and pound yeah uh, just a couple of taps that was it mm. referee stopped it yeah unbelievable then that brought us on to match three okay okay and this was UFC 01 original Chris Lieben versus mm. Jake Rocheult. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a good match yeah. by any stretch of the mile. Okay. okay. Rocheult was pretty much in control all the way through. He was quicker. He was faster paced. Lieben, by the time it got to round three, was knackered. I mean, he was dead. He was doing wild punches. He was doing wild kicks. He had no control. A um, couple of takedowns by Lieben, but Rocheult was really in control all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Rocheult won it by uh, reverse choke Okay. in round three. Again, really, really sweet little move. He got him down. The way these guys can maneuver, I mean, after playing UFC Undisputed, mm. you know, and you see the way that the, the animation is on the thing, Yeah. to watch these guys suddenly do a takedown to the move and it's so fluid the way they do it as well and the choke came out of nowhere mm. so he tapped out he didn't even tap out he just kind of lay there yeah and the ref the ref stopped it and then at the end of the match when Rochelle actually stood up yeah and they put the ref away Lieber was flat he was dead you know, he was asleep <laughs> literally yeah. on the canvas he was dead to the crowd awesome okay, what was next Tim Haig versus Todd Duffy now this is the uh, this is the match this, yeah, is, yeah. this is the match that went down in UFC history as <laughs> Duffy won it by knockout in round one. Now, remember how we said uh, Nate Marquette won the fight in 21 seconds? Mm. Duffy won it in seven. Oh. You binge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, now I've seen this one as well it's literally the first punch of the match it's, knocked him down it's the first punch and you could just see him crumble and then he went down I think he did another couple of punches just on, on the ground yeah. but by the time um, Haig had got down to the canvas he was out completely yeah. and I think it was um, Herb uh, the referee Herb referee Herb Dean that's the one I can remember his name <laughs> I think it was him refereeing either him or Kamikaze's uh, Yamasaki's brother <laughs> Kawasaki's brother. Steve Mazzagetti. That's the one. No, no, no. Um, who's the... Who's Mario the Yamasaki. Him, yeah. Kawasaki's okay. brother. Um, it, I think it was him or her who was doing the referee. <laughs> and he just looked and he went, yeah, this is this is done. So that was, that, was that one. Seven okay. seconds. They had, it took longer for them to get to the octagon than the entire fight. Well, that's pretty much like Christian and Regal at SummerSlam. Pretty much. We <laughs> had to have one screw job. Yeah, they were trying to make a point. Yeah. Uh. Then we had the co-main event. Yeah. Now, this one should have been fight of the night. Yeah. Well, second only to Coach Hill. You can see why it was co-main event. Yeah. It was the the, um, the Doctor of Mean, Keith Jardine. Was it the Dean of Mean. The Dean of Mean, Keith, Keith Jardine. Jardine. You know more than I do. <laughs> that's not hard. Uh, versus Tiago Silva. Yeah. And the thing that I said in the chat room last night is this Jardine looks like an evil git. I just don't like the way the guy looks. He, he freaks me out. Yeah. But he was giving this really evil smirk Yeah. Uh, last night when they were doing, they did the intros and Buffer unfortunately didn't do a 180 or a 360. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. He came close a couple times but <laughs> he did 90s yeah um, it was a, a shame but Jardine just kind of like looked and he, he did the you know the snarl and you could see it in the eyes and mm. 
yeah, Silva knocked him out in a minute and 35 seconds. Awesome. That's good. Jardine just didn't look on his game. He kind of went out pretty fast. Mm. A couple of lockups, and then that's it. Diego Silva got him down. And the entire chat room, I mean, there was Price, there was me, there was a few other people in there. And it was literally just, holy shit, what, ha- what happened? Yeah. And the one thing that, that they did turn out and say about uh, Jardine was the fact that he was an ex-bounty hunter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keith Jardine, the bounty hunter, doesn't have the same ring as Dog, the bounty hunter, does Do you it? know what I turned around and said? They should have his next fight. should be against Dog. <laughs> or he should be accompanied to the octagon by Dog. Yeah. With yeah. death. <laughs> he should be allowed to use Mace. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way he's going to win a fight. Yeah, exactly. But he's not having a good run lately. I think he lost his last fight as well. So Jardine is, is in a little bit of trouble okay. in terms of a run. Tiago Silva, he just looked really dominant. You know, he was confident. He he came out. They did a, a promo after the fight yeah. uh, with Joe Rogan, who I'm really beginning to warm to Joe Rogan now. He's, he's awesome, yeah. He's really good. He was on uh, Howard Stern a couple of, couple of months ago. Really? Yeah, and he, he was talking not just about MMA, but all sorts of other stuff. Well, he's, a, he's a live stand-up comedian as exactly, well, Exactly, yeah, yeah. But he, he's, I'm really warming to him. He's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, great match. Then we had a filler. Okay. And this was a preliminary match that they showed um, off camera just to the audience. A bit like when we went to Cage Rage right, and they did yeah. like half a dozen. Yeah. This was Ed Herman versus Aaron Simpson. And in my notes, all I've got is filler. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> what it was. It was piss break time. You know, it was <laughs> time to go out. Um, this went to TKO right. in round two, 17 seconds into round two. Okay. Now, what we need to explain about this fight was in round one, Herman came down with a knee injury mm. and you could literally see the knee go. Yeah. I mean the muscle tore, you you could see it. He hobbled to the ring. The referee, who I say is a mini Goldberg, because if you watch the fight, look at the referee, he looks like Goldberg. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got the tash, he, he just looks like Goldberg. Yeah. Um and he said, Are you alright to continue? You've got one minute. And if you're not right to continue, I'm stopping the fight. That's it. And the kid, give him credit, yeah, came out. Okay. He went back into round two. It took one punch. He was down. His knee just crumbled. He did a kick mm. um, onto Simpson. And by the time he landed back from the kick, the knee, the knee gave way. Right. Went down. That was it. Referee just went. Okay. No. Referee stoppage. Um, and I give Aaron Simpson credit. He had an interview with uh, Rogan after the fight. He yeah. gave him props for actually coming back out in round two um, and said that, you know, he's here to stay. But credit where credit is due to Ed Herman. He really did well. And that, of course finally after that led us to, to the main event to the main event and I'm being told it's the worst pay-per-view review I've ever heard well sod off then artist um, Randy Couture versus Minotauro Nagara. yeah okay the comeback kid Randy Couture okay this was unbelievable it had takedown it had knockdown it had anything you can imagine it had emotion right the way through and it went all the way to the third round yeah now my prediction was it was going to be a Couture knockout in round one okay so by the time we got to round two I'd already lost <laughs> uh, Nagara uh, was Price's win he said he was going to go to round two yeah he lost uh, and it got as we said to the third round unanimous decision for Nagara he looked on fire he looked in the best shape that I've ever seen Nagara fight and you can tell that Mia was lucky and Nagara was injured and he had a staph infection and he wasn't well when they faced because this guy was just landing punches without even blinking yeah. I mean he was fast he was lightning speed he was really going for it and you could just tell he was unbelievable Couture give him credit he fought his ass off he went down, he got back up, he escaped any manoeuvre you could think of. Um, he was in choke holes, he escaped. Yeah. He was in leg holes, he escaped. He was knocked down, he got back up. He 
didn't give up. He had the heart of a warrior, and he proved why he is a UFC Hall of Famer. And even though he lost it, great comeback. You've really got to see it. Brock Lesnar mm. was ringside. Oh, okay. I wondered if he was. Uh, yeah, the camera panned. The camera panned to Lesnar, and he was actually giving uh, Couture tips on what to do. <laughs> he was tipping Couture. Uh, at the end of the fight, Joe Rogan did the the promo with Nagera. And uh, he basically said he wants a shot at Lesnar and the UFC title. Okay. Now that is a fight I really want to yeah, see. Nagera yeah. versus Lesnar. Because I tell you what, if he does, if he does what he did last night, you'll have a new UFC champion in Nagera. Awesome. He could do it. He could beat Brock Lesnar the way he fought last night. He could be the man to beat Lesnar. Sweet. Sod Fedor <laughs> could be Nagera. So that was UFC 102 uh, replay tonight on ESPN at uh, 10 p.m. Uh, GMT yes okay sweet uh, right what else are we going to touch on some of the big news of the week I think uh, we've got Brian Danielson Ring of Honor mainstay um, I've interviewed the guy in the past mm-hmm. and he signed with WWE now this has got Ring of Honor fans in an absolute uproar because he's one of the best pure wrestlers in the world he's um, he's one of those people I hate to use the B word but similar to Benoit uh, you know who's straight ahead wrestler He's not known for his sort of like outlandish character or being a huge charisma guy. He's mm. a straightforward wrestler. Um, and Brian Danielson now has been signed by WWE. So people are wondering, what are they going to do with his character? What are they going to do? Are they going to keep his name the same? You know, what's, what's going to happen? Well, this is the big question. And apparently he's also not doing developmental. Yeah, I heard that. But they'll probably drop him into ECW for a bit or something. Well, that might not be such a bad thing. I'd love to see Danielson versus... Um Christian, I think that would be a fantastic match. Or Danielson versus Paul Birchill would be a good one as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing for them to sign him, but apparently this has been in the works since May. Mm. Yeah. And what they're doing is very similar to what they did with ECW. Of course, ROH is now on Monday nights on HDNet. Yeah. And it's a point you made last week on on Sunday, like when we did SummerSlam when the news broke. They're going to try and pick off all the big ROH talent to really affect... HD net Monday so the, night show exactly I mean I know it's not going head to head with Raw but it's on the same night and it's basically to try and make Ring of Honor look shit against Raw yeah that's what it's all designed to do which if any show can look shit against uh, Raw <laughs> exactly well DX are going to be on it now all oh, the God. time so hmm be intriguing but, I mean Jeremy's put in the chat room Danielson has done virtually everything there is to do on the indie circuit so I think it's good for him that he signed I don't think it's a bad thing for him yeah Um. I just don't know what they're going to do like you said with him would he been better going to TNA for the for the pure wrestler point of view definitely um, I mean I just I'm almost shuddering to think what they're going to do I mean CM Punk we got off quite lightly they kept in the same character pretty much and, and brought him in with no differences to his character but then again he's got that natural charisma and he's really good as a face and he's really good as a heel um, I, I can't see them not making changes to Danielson and I just don't want to see him come out dressed as a giant burger or something And well the thing with Danielson though is he's he's not really much of a talker is he? no exactly Anyway, he he's more of a like in the ring get, yeah, get do- on with it he doesn't really cut many promos in ROH or if he does he's with somebody who can cut the promo mm. for him with Daniel, with um, Danielson what they're really going to need to do is get him a manager someone who can speak and that's taking it back to the old days mm. of a manager coming in a valet yeah. or someone that can really talk someone like Dawn Marie yeah you know like from an old school perspective Dawn Marie would be excellent yeah or yeah. Tammy yeah exactly why not someone like that would be good um, Sarah Del Rey yeah 
Okay, yeah. They both use the final countdown in ROH. They are mm. both trained uh, by the same trainer. Danielson also trained Sara Del Rey. Yeah. So and what it, a great way. And it cripples Ring of Honor even Completely. More. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? I mean, I spoke to... I can't remember. It was, I was in the chat room. I think it was it was in the Dropkick Radio chat room, I think, on Thursday night. Uh, we're talking about uh, Danielson in there. And just for the fact he's called the American Dragon, they're probably going to give him uh, Ricky... Steamboat's old dragon outfit and having breathe fire or something stupid. Long he doesn't come out to the Ultimo Dragon music. Ugh, don't. That makes people fall over. Or the Orient Express music, <laughs> which they don't seem to use anymore. No, well they gave that to every Japanese wrestler that ever worked for them in the nineties. Yeah, mm. yeah, not it's good, good, wasn't it? Not good. Um, TNA news this week. We've heard that um, Jeff Jarrett apparently is still part owner of TNA. He has not been completely bought out of his of his shares, which is good news. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's um, a- a- again we heard straight away that Dixie was um, you know absolutely outraged, buying him out of his shares. Jeff Jarrett will have nothing to do with it anymore. Then we heard that Jeff would probably be coming back in just as an in-ring talent, and now we're hearing that he's still part owner of the company, and nothing else has you know really happened to him apart from him taking some time off of TV. She also did an interview uh, with the Baltimore Sun in the past week, and um, basically what she said. Um, she, uh, when she thinks Jeff Jarrett will return to TNA uh, creatively I don't know I would assume sooner than later but I'm not sure exactly storyline wise when that will be um, and she also said that Raka Khan is still a part of TNA she's uh, she's part of TNA but as Kelly mentioned in the in the news line yeah. uh, she's not really being used Exactly. Much. Can you can you imagine what the atmosphere would be like backstage? Thing is, at the moment they're just doing that uh, divas uh, divas knockouts tag team tournament. <laughs> so you know what an ideal opportunity to bring back in some of the you know talent they've got under contract. Which brings us on very nicely to the news that broke over the past couple of days that mm. a former knockout is returning on Monday night. Yeah, and that's Nikki Rocks. Exactly, Roxy. Um, the, the funny thing is, I mean, all the the impact that was on Thursday just gone was taped. You know, just after that weekend where it all kicked off with Angle Um, and obviously it was said that yeah there's going to be a a mystery partner for who's who is it a mystery partner Madison Rain Madison Rain that's it and I think at that point it was going to be Raka Khan I mean she's a she's a knockout and she was under contract I think that would have made a nice story but then all this controversy happened so they obviously didn't name a name but now it's going to be uh, be Roxy that they're bringing back in why bring someone else in from outside if they've got Raka Khan there it's only because this is this has happened the thing is though Raka Khan as it's been reported over the last few months hasn't got that good a reputation with the knockouts in the back anyway that's a huge bitch exactly yeah that is a huge bitch you know she's she's deemed to be you know not a good worker she's not safe in the ring that's just what's been reported and she's Booker T in drag Yes, completely. <laughs> and she's Viscera's sister. Um, no, that's awesome, Con. Oh, is it? Oh, all right. Then. The one that I thought <laughs> going would... back to Spiders thing. The <laughs> awesome Kong, low key, and um, uh, Big Daddy V comes come, coming into TNA. Big Daddy V names himself Awesome Dong because you know his gimmick will be a big black man with a bl- with a big knob, and uh, the three of them will call themselves Awesome Dong Key Kong. Kong. Oh Christ! Awesome Donkey Kong. Six man tag actually, team champions. I'd actually forgot about that yeah. until <laughs> until you mentioned it. Genius, absolute oh, genius. Christ. But when they said a, f- um, a, f- a familiar face was returning to TNA, mm. I thought it was Jackie. Yeah, Jackie why not? Moore. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think of Nikki at all because of the fact she's scheduled to wrestle in ROH in September on a mm. TV taping. Yeah, it, I mean the way it, it looks as though. I mean, I don't know whether or not it doesn't say how long she's going to be uh, with the company. It might just be for the two night tapings, and she, you know, they'll go out in the semi finals or something. It doesn't look as though they're going to no. stick with it long term. 
Um, they're still trying to do this whole beautiful people versus Madison Rain feud and eventually teasing Velvet Sky going face as well. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, She's definitely. Got a nice face. Uh, what else have we got happening this week? Um, Kurt Angle's now allowed back in his home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> WTAE Channel 4 in Pittsburgh uh, has an article noting that a judge has allowed TNA. Now, Kelly did talk about this in the news earlier on, but it's something that we really need to touch on. Raka Khan is finally out of Angle's house. Yes, which is good, because uh, what I've heard is she keeps walking through the doorways and cracking her head on the, uh, the doorframe because she's, uh, well, obviously... That's a huge bitch! The thing is, that's what you get when you go out with a midget. <laughs> well, I'm taller than Kurt Angle. I yeah. have photographic evidence. <laughs> exactly. I know you do. See, that's what I mean. Um, I'm, I'm the same height as Kurt Angle. Yeah. I mean, she's made statements this week saying... Um, Right, she, she's put... Uh, when asked about her filing a PFA against Kurt Angle and what they would do uh, with her stakes with TNA, she added, I was told that by filing the PFA, I was forcing them to choose between the two of us. I knew that when I filed it, I knew there was no way I was probably going to be able to work there anymore. I've forgiven so many times for what he's done to me, and I've been around him and been fine. But now he's gone and slandered me. In the wrestling ring, you've got to be able to trust the person you're working with and know they're not going to hurt you. What the fuck has that got to do with anything? Yeah, I've got no idea. If she's you're in a main event program with Kurt Angle yes I can understand what you're talking about but why does that even matter yeah but seriously are they going to do um, Raka Khan versus Kurt Angle in a lethal lockdown match at the pay-per-view nah I'd let Angle shoot on it it'd be brilliant oh it'd be fantastic I'll oh, break your freaking ankle <laughs> <laughs> yes Scott I am a midget you're right <laughs> um, <laughs> one bit awesome. of news one coming bit out news. about Shawn Michaels oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. he's that, not going to be necessarily around full time exactly he's not going on the road he's not booked on house show events uh, and that's according to the latest information released by the company yeah exactly so um, you know maybe this is just going to be for the short term while DX is still a part of WWE um, you know and they just do the um, the TV tapings and the pay-per-views that sort of thing but I mean I, I think when we, we get into the main run of the Wrestlemania lead up and you know this rumoured or hopefully happening Triple H Shawn Michaels feud then yeah. you know once he's been eased into it he'll get back into the swing of things and you know be back full time again definitely so who knows who knows we'll wait and see on that one got some news later about um Tara and Kim Couture they've been taking some shots at each other in the media oh yes this is going to be a good fight so yeah we'll be talking about that a little bit later on as well along with your calls uh, got some more news with Kelly in just a minute and then we're going to be going to our interview with the man from New Zealand Bushwhacker Luke is going to be with us uh, that's going to be at the top of the hour so stay tuned and we'll take your calls around about Harper State tonight The Sun in the UK has an interview up with WWE Champion Randy Orton where he talks about the recent release of Nick Eugene Dinsmore from the company. Orton had the following to say about the incident. Eugene was given a second chance. He came back two weeks ago and came in a little heavy from where management wanted him to come in. Nick is a good friend of mine. I pulled some strings to get his job back and he comes back all overweight. So all in all, I am a little upset with him right now. The Los Angeles Times posted a story noting that Vince McMahon wants to launch a cable network within two years. 
The article notes that WWE has a library of over 100,000 hours of programming. McMahon comments that owning his own network gives him leverage in negotiations with his partners. From the Ministry of Slam News Desk, I'm Kelly with the News of the Week. This is Mick Foley, the hardcore legend, and you are tuned into the Ministry of Slam. Nice. Hey, everybody, this is the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. Everybody's asking me, what have you been doing since we've seen you in the ring? You can see it all on RVD TV. My own uncontrived, no acting allowed actual real-life reality show with me and a whole bunch of my celebrity friends. RVD TV is a reality show at robvandam.com and now we got it on DVD. Only available at my website. So check out the best of RVD TV. DVD Volume 1 at robvandam.com Where should you go to find out about the greatest theme parks and attractions on Earth? Orlando Attractions Magazine. Get the best information, photos, travel tips, tricks, and reviews from Orlando Attractions Magazine. Whether it's new, unique, big or small, or just one of your theme park favorites, we cover it all in Orlando Attractions Magazine. Each issue features Central Florida's thrills and excitement delivered directly to you. Check out a free preview and subscribe today at attractionsmagazine.com. I motivated myself, I trained myself, and I did everything I had to do. How many people can you see fight through four broken necks? I heard everything crack and break, and I knew there was something wrong with my neck. He wants to be the best he can possibly be. I love MMA. I love watching it. Not only do I watch it, I study. Before I retire, I would love to do it. It only remains to be seen. TNA Home Video presents Kurt Angle Champion. Available November 25th on DVD. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ministry of Slam, the UK's number one pro wrestling radio show. And everyone knows uh, on this show we love our old school wrestling. Both Andy and myself, we uh, started watching wrestling back in the late 80s, early 90s. And one of the things that's missing from wrestling today is the, the classic characters. And, you know, I don't think there's any characters that, you know, your casual wrestling fan or someone who doesn't watch wrestling anymore would remember more than uh, you know the guys from New Zealand the Bushwhackers and uh, this week on the show we're privileged to have one of the members of the uh, original Bushwhackers on the show it's uh, Luke Bushwhacker Luke thanks very much for joining us wow Lee and Andy how the bloody hell are you you're looking bloody good mate you don't smoke too great mate you like my bucket of sardines <laughs> awesome that takes me back about 20 years if you're smeared in fighting right i give you a good licking right now and i keep the kicking for later 
Uh, hey, what's you laughing at a Kiwi, mate? You bloody British people always laugh at us Kiwis. But we kick your butt in rugby. You kick our butt in soccer, I'll give you that in cricket. But when it comes to rugby, a man's game, we kick you all around the field. Just like me rubbing the heads and guys' um, tails on the mat. <laughs> Do you know, I don't disagree with that at all. You know, There's nothing I can say about that. It's the all true. Blacks. It's yeah. all true. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. Uh, of course, the reason we've got you, you've got, we've got you on the show, we're going to touch on it a little bit later on in the interview. Of course, it is uh, WrestleSlam. goes down in January. Uh, you and, of course, a load of other wrestling legends are going to be in Manchester to meet some of your fans. But... If we uh, we go back to um, your, your your in ring career, of course, we haven't seen you on TV uh, for any of the, the big two promotions until uh, sorry since about 1996 wrestling for the WWF. 1996, I made it. Yeah, we, we've seen you in Ring of Honor very recently as well. But what have you been doing, sort of in between those two times? Uh, mate, since I left WWE in '96, '97. Um, I did worked independently around the world, and I worked in England for approximately six months a year for Brian Dixon. Awesome. I did American Championship Wrestling all around England, uh, UK, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. And I had a bloody good time, mate. <laughs> where I stopped. Bloody snarlers everywhere too. <laughs> the greasy fish and chips, British fish and chips. And, that's, and then I, uh, since 2002, Butch left me in 2001, went back home to the old country, New Zealand, and, uh, you know, he's, he's getting pretty lonely, you know, in his old age, so he put go home and see some of those woolly girls, those sheep, you know, in New Zealand, <laughs> 3 million people, 130 million sheep, so he's got a smile on his face every day, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 sheep are taking care of him, and I've been in an office in Puerto Rico, called the IWA, um, International Wrestling Association. If you go to the net, it's IWAPR.TV. And that's where I've been uh, located since 2002. Most recently, I started um, back, uh, you know, I started getting a bit itchy again. And I got, and I got a call of the wild. I went up to the Manhattan Center in New York. We had visions to do raw in the early 90s, and I worked on worked for a company called ROH. I was introduced in the ring, and um, the people recognized me straight away, and I got that ovation. I got that itch, and I got back in the ring. That was last year. And then I worked a, bit of, worked a couple of things on TNA, and I worked with uh, ROH over the country and numerous shows, and I've been on the road. I've been in, going to Germany in a couple of weeks' time for um, a couple of shows, and in um, in um, a couple of cities in Germany, and just doing trade shows around the states and wrestling shows, keep them keep them busy again. It's good to be back and seeing all those fans again. They haven't forgotten us as as um not Gula Monsoon, the um the governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura. Oh yeah, of course the marching idiots. It's good to be back in the ring and doing what I do best: march around and lick a few hands. <laughs> what, what's it like for you to hear the crowd pop when you walk down the aisle? Uh, mate, that's where that's where I thought it again when I walked in the Manhattan Center. Just walking out, I I marched it out, and that and soon as I marched out of the hole, and that with the alarm swinging, that the people started chanting, now doing the wall and the yay, and that I was back in back in action. It was a great feel. Talking about that, mate, I'm going back to the the greatest memory of all time. Who's that saying now? 
greatest memory of all time. It was in Wembley Stadium, the last show they had at Wembley Stadium. I think it was 93,000 people there. And there was, we were the, one of the opening matches. It was, it was Butch, me, and Duggan. And I think yep. it was against the Nats, the Nasty Boys and Jock, um, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the Mountie. Yeah, Jock, I, I, I can't remember, but that was one of the greatest feelings. I walked out there in 93,000, and we were the opening, I think we were the opening match of the show. And of course, after the people waiting around for an hour for the first match, that, that, that people really pop on the first match. It's always a great feeling because uh, all the intensity's built up, and now they just let it go. And we went out there. And it was a, that was one of the greatest feelings. Twice, two greatest memories of my life. That one and being in the MG Madison Square Garden in the ring with Hulk Hogan in the eighties. That was electrifying. Your head still on my arms, mate. It was, it was one of the two greatest memories I think of being out and hearing that noise, fever pitch noise. We're getting goosebumps just hearing about it. We could listen to you for ages. And it's great to be a guy. It's great to be on the Ministry of Slam. I want to come over there and slam the both of you. I don't know how to do it at one time, but I might have to do one after another. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the size of me, Luke. You won't <laughs> Hey, uh, you're a donut. Hey, are you a Pillsbury Doughboy, mate? Yes, <laughs> very much so. Oh, that's going to stick. <laughs> I, I haven't missed too many of them. Uh, I hope to see you there and hope you see you in Manchester in January, mate. We're, We're coming up for it. We'll be there. Don't worry. We'll yeah, be there. Mate, if, I can't, if I can't pick you up, mate, I'll give you a licking anyhow. <laughs> and when you turn around, I'll give you a bloody good kicking. <laughs> well, there's an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> You've had one of the most legendary careers in uh, in professional wrestling. Like you said, it's the Sheep Herders and the Bushwhackers. But how did you first get involved with it back home in uh, in New Zealand? Hey, mate, chasing those woolly girls around the paddocks. <laughs> and, and, and then bending over and grabbing one, and then a ram comes in behind. What? This is an adult show. I got to start those stop those sheet jokes right now. So no, I started back in New Zealand, and you won't believe it. I started back in New Zealand as gorgeous Teddy Williams, Sweet William. I I, I was a, sort of a gorgeous George coming long blonde hair, wearing hair clips to the ring. I had a I had a female valet for a while, and then a male valet, and then um that's going back some time now. I'll, I'll, drop a, I'll drop a hint in the 60s, late 60s. Then, okay. I, then, then I got with Butch in the late 60s, and we, we first hit, uh, we changed our names to um, the Kiwis, uh, you know, New Zealand Kiwis, and we were, were Sweet William and the Bush. I still had that gimmick, and, uh, uh, gay gimmick, and I had Butch on, I had Butch on a collar and chain. He was the boot, and I was Sweet William. So we had Sweet William in the boot, and we traveled through Singapore and Bangkok, New Zealand, Bermuda, Rain. We ran all through that area. There was a guy alive then called King Kong. I don't know whether you ever heard of him, but he ran, he ran Asia and, and parts of India. And we worked, we worked through there and that, and then, and then in the early 70s, we came, on for, came over for a country in... Um, Came over to North America the first time, actually Canada, for a company called Grand Prix, and the giant had just come from uh, from France then. 
I met the, I met Andre maybe years before when he was down under in New Zealand. So when I got over, when I first come to Canada and that, I went into this Grand Prix territory. Andre was there. Andre the Giant and I, I, me and Butch were two green boys on the block. We could, we, we, we were good wrestlers, and that's the stuff. But to all this sort of, to international stuff like American, we were, you know, we were green to television and you know doing semi-television shows a week and that. And all of a sudden, here we are in the territory, and we would, we didn't know until six weeks later that they were running, the company was running three towns a night. We had a meeting in the office, and there was talent. They had 60 or 70 wrestlers, and we said that we, we've seen about 20 at a show a night, and we never saw it, all of a sudden there's 60 in the office. And uh, they said, oh, we went into three towns a night. We were, there were superstars that I'd read about in magazines when I was a kid. They were all in the office there. There was Killer Kowalski, Bruno Sammartino, all those names from back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody. And there was another guy who was the first red, Billy to Two Rivers. He was the first red Indian to ever go to England and Europe. He was, oh, okay. He was on his last few days, you know, it was, it was his final years in the business then. He was getting on, but, they, but he was one of the first guys ever to go to Europe, red Indian to go to Europe and England as a wrestler. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so, so no, connection's no, 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 going all the way back. Yeah, that was one. And, and um, in 1973, we did the biggest gate in North American history in Jerry Park. And that at the time, I think it was about $300,000. It, it was in a ballpark where they had run the Empire Games two years beforehand. Yeah, so it was all a new world. That was all a new world for me over. And then, I, then after that, give me a short run. Scenario on that. Then after that, we were there for two or three years, mate. And I went after there for a couple of years. We went to the notorious Stu Hart's territory. Oh yeah. And that, and the only there's only a few Hart's working. Brett hadn't started working then. Owen hadn't started. There was only the um, Smith and, and uh, Bruce working at the time. And um, they, they, the other brothers started later than that. We worked for them, and they got actually New Zealand. In New Zealand, they got TV in 80 and 74, so butchered me head at home, because we got a tele on the mat. There was a new television series and that, the first ever in New Zealand, so we went home to do the series there. And then, then I came back to North America in 1979, and started my, and I've been here ever since, mate. Okay. We've been marching around this bloody country ever since 79. <laughs> I, 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 I was six foot six, but I've been marching so long now I'm a bloody midget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Now, um, of course, g going back to y your main run, of course, uh, Sheep Herders to begin with moved over to the WWF and, uh, and changed over to the Bushwhackers. Now, obviously... You know, you were still with Butch at the time, but the the gimmicks themselves, apart from sort of being two guys from New Zealand, very, very different gimmicks. As as the sheep herders, you're really sort of hardcore, lots of blood, lots of violence. But, you know, sheep, uh, sorry, bushwhackers were very, very child-friendly, family-friendly. Did Vince tell you the exact plans for the bushwhackers when you moved over to WWF? No, well, at, at the time, mate, we were known as one of the... Uh first people ever hardcore tag team wrestling. I still get people yeah. to come up to me and say, you were ECW 10 years before ECW. 
Right, yeah. Fire matches, chain match, four-way chain matches, barbed wire cage matches, every kind of match in there. And all of a sudden, we're in Vince's office, and Vince looks at these two heads, and he says, you know, what if, we, if I make you good guys? And me and Bush looked at each other, and Bush jumped up on Vince's desk, and he had his nose about six inches away from Vince's nose, without a word of a lie, and he said, if you can make these faces uh, good guys, go ahead. And he said straight away, he said, look at Duggan, look at Jake the Snake, they're my top good guys. <laughs> and hence, he gave us the next, we went home, we did vignettes, you know, I don't know whether, we did vignettes for about two months, different character, comedy vignettes, and all that sort of stuff. And, mm. that, and then he started us on the road, and we put the gimmick together. We got a contact in the mail about a week later saying, Bushwhackers, and Butch called me up, he says, who's the bloody hell of the Bushwhackers? <laughs> and of course, Vince changed the name to Bushwhackers because he wanted to own the name. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And, uh, hence, hence, of course, hence the phone. But well, we didn't care because now we left the NWA, and now we're in the biggest, um, biggest stage in the world in the wrestling industry. WWF, now WWE. <laughs> Did it take you by surprise seeing the company and, and wrestling change over the years with Vince? Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we changed overnight. We realized we had to get on the wagon, and now we were the good guys. And that, and all of, when we were heels, we, we used to go out the ring and scream and throw our arms up and down and out and go, whoa, and all that. And then all of a sudden, Butch said, uh, started walking to the ring and said, Man, we're going to march to the ring. And, were, <clears throat> and we started looking ahead. You know, and we started, well, I, I always looked my back of my hand. I covered the person's head. And uh, otherwise, I'd be, I would, have, I would have been dead years ago, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we, developed, we developed that gimmick ourselves, mate. Vince didn't give it to us. He gave us the name, and we put that, we put that gimmick together. And we had a lot of people say, how can you go from a hardcore team like you were to... To a character, to the kids and fucking, uh, sorry, kids and grandparents love the bushwhackers and that. And you know the answer to that, mate? My, money. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good merchandise because that gimmick was great for merchandising. Definitely, definitely. Fuck, I'm running, I'm running out of things to say, mate. You've got me some up was there any ever any discussion during your uh, your run with Vince to turn the Bushwhackers heel and maybe give them more of a a sheep herder style gimmick in the later part of the eighties to the beginning of the nineties? Yeah, well, mate, I actually suggested that at the start because in his heel and turn it to Vince, you can't tell Vince anything because Vince likes to suggest it. You know, right? He said they were going to start a new thing. I suggested that at the start because after being a strong heels. And turning baby faces, you become real strong baby faces. But he, and then later on, I suggested he says, "You're too strong characters. Your characters over too strong to change their heels." Right, he, right. As far as he concerned, that people wouldn't believe it. But um, I've proved it since. I've uh, I've gone out in matches in the last six months, and he and I worked against hardcore guys, which I've actually still been the good guy, but I've worked as a sheep herder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked the same style, so you know, and the people have bought it. So uh, I stopped the marching, of course, when I did it. But um, people <laughs> cheering bushwhack on that. But I proved that you can do. You know, I've been in this industry a long time, mate. As I said, late seventies, late uh, late sixties. 
well, I could go back a bit further, but anyhow, um, you know, you learned how to manipulate the people, work the people. Where this generation today, mate, as you notice, a lot of this generation today, they go out to do their moves, and I've got to give it to them. The generation today are great athletes, can do great stuff, but they don't get, they don't feel the people, you know, they don't get hand yeah. in hand with the people. Yeah. The characters, no, characters are not there today. Exactly. I mean, we completely agree with that. We've always said that the old school's got a better character era than today. But what led to the release of the Bushwhackers from the WWE in 1996? Oh, well, Vince wrote down our bookings. We were there from the uh, 88, end, you know, October 88, and the bookings slowed down. He had us on tours going overseas, free, free um, promotion tours for overseas, you know, and uh, we would go ahead and do that sort of stuff and that, and... The book is so down, so I tried to, um, thought, well, go, Hulk was that calling me to come to WWC. Right, okay. And, um, and I said, well, I tried to get released from this, and he wouldn't let us go. It was a war there, and we had, he, in the end, Eric, it was, we played a game with WCW so long that Eric didn't, when we got released, in the end, we pushed it, Eric didn't take us because the game went on too long. Sure. Oh, sure. That's, that's bad. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. You would have been good in WCW. Yeah, but anyhow, what happened? Look at what happened. Vince ended up with the WCW. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have ended up back there anyway. Um, yeah. Now, looking at uh, some of your, obviously, we, we've had a look at your website, which is bushwhackerluke.net. Go there to, to check out all the information on Luke and uh, photos, videos, all sorts of stuff there, uh, audio as well. There's some um, information and pictures uh, of you from the San Diego Comic Con, which uh, went down recently. What was what was that like for you? Oh, great, mate. I just came back from Monday. I just come back from Comic-Con in Chicago. And this one, you'll see me with a lot of people. Look, hey, some limeys, believe it or not. Guys, <laughs> some Englishmen who were in Star Wars and another Kiwi who was in Star Wars. I'll have that up at the end of this week. The guy sent me a DVD with all the stuff we had took there. I met a lot of people a lot of people in Chicago this year. They usually have 300,000 over three days in, in San Diego, but it dropped to 175,000. You know, times are tough at the moment, mate. People, people are not coming out like they used to. And the Chicago one was a great time, and I met a lot of stars from TV shows, which is going up on my site very shortly. And, uh, Honky Tonk and me are doing a lot of these shows all around the country. We're going to be in the Comic Con in New York very shortly. And this okay. is great for us. So we were we were on a panel. The guys at the Chicago one, we were there was there was Roddy Piper, there was Ted DiBiase, there was Virgil, Action Smasher Demolition, um, Kevin Nash, and X Pac. We were all the ones. We were the only male wrestlers. And Greg the Bat Hammer. We were all at our Chicago. And then there was Sweet. a lot of women from. Um, there was a lot of women. Candice, Michelle. And there's Tracy yeah. Brooks from uh, TNA and a few other women were there. But we had a great time there, mate. Sounds fantastic. Can't wait to see some of the uh, some of the footage on that on your website, bushwhackandloot.net. Now, you're coming back to the UK, as we mentioned at the top of the interview, on Saturday the 30th of January uh, 2010 for WrestleSlam 3. Um, 
taking place at the Renaissance Manchester Hotel. Are you looking forward to coming back to the UK and seeing your UK fans? Amazing. Hey, I've even put my flip-flops on now, my size 30 flip-flops, so I can march over the ocean. I'm going to start <laughs> over the Atlantic to the, 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 the old UK. I'm looking forward to come back there. Much on some of those greasies, mate, fish and chips. <laughs> and to what? Port, mate. I was coming back in October, but the tour, the guy here who was setting up the tour cancelled on me and that, but I'm going to, uh, after the show in uh, in January, I hope to stay on and uh, and do a tour with Irish, do some work for Irish Wrestling and Brian Dixon. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. Brilliant. We'll try and get some of those events as well. Definitely. definitely. Now, for more information on WrestleSlam 3, head over to the website. It's all the W's dot WrestleSlamUK.com. Uh, you can see Bushwhacker Luke alongside Hulk Hogan, X-Pac, The Warlord, The Barbarian, Mr. Fuji, and many more stars still to be announced. And also, uh, another thing we wanted to touch on was uh, your DVD, which came out recently, Guest Booker with Sheep Herder Luke, uh, rebooking 1993 WWE in a hardcore style. Uh, now, Sean Oliver is one of our great friends. He's been on the, the show numerous times uh, talking about some of his DVDs. What was it like uh, sort of having that freedom to, to go back and rewrite history? Yeah, it was great, mate. Great. Great talking about the difference of our fellows in WWF. So, sad to say, a lot of them have passed away. Yeah. Pieces, but uh, it was great. And even on these shows, I was just there, mate. You know, when I was in Chicago, talking with all those guys, some of them I hadn't seen for 10, 15 years. You know, 10 years. It was great to see them. But yeah. when I go to these trade shows and going back over that DVD that I made, talking about the people who were in the territory at the time, the names they gave me, and to think of their characters and what you could do with them. You know, you sit there, you only sit there and you've got to think of, it's got to come out of your mind straight away. Bang. What, what did I do with this character? But I'm doing that now in Puerto Rico. The character, I haven't got the characters like I did though we had those days. There was a lot of characters in WWE in the, from the late 80s to the early 90s. But when you look at the show now, it's a great show they've got me in now, but how many good characters are there? There's only a handful. You know, really, and they're all great wrestlers, but what really great big-name characters are there? Very true. Everyone just sort of blends into each other. You can't pick out any major individual stars because, I mean, like we said, you know, people who don't even watch wrestling anymore, people who might not have even watched wrestling for the last 10, 15 years, but, you know, watched it in the late 80s and early 90s, will always remember people like the Bushwhackers, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Honky Tonk Man, some of these great characters. They're, they're the, the people that will stick in your mind. Yeah, and the, la the last great character, let's talk about them. The Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Mm. You no, know, since then, who's come along since then? We need to no one. Take that. You know, you got Triple H there and you got John Cena, but, uh, you know, they're great, great, great workers, wrestlers and that. But what? are they on the level? Are, are they another Stone Cold? Are they another um, um, Rock? Uh, I should say no. No. What, what do you think they need to do, or do, does wrestling need to do now to get another Stone Cold or another Rock or another character like Hulk Hogan? What does the business, WWE or TNA, need to do now to their stars to make them to that status? I don't know, mate. I agree. There's a lot of talent out there. We all came from territories, you know, where we developed our character in territories. When I came to the States, 
There was 25 territories there. You'd work mm. a year, year and a half, and one, you'd go to another territory. You developed a character because you, you got paid on uh, you got paid on asses and seats. You weren't giving a set fee for a match or a set, a set pay packet a week. You had to draw people. So you developed a character, you know, and you dug harder. These, the day these people, it's handed to them on a platter. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we all developed characters those days. You know, even though Ted wasn't, Ted DDAV wasn't the million dollar man, but the, he had arrogant, he was an arrogant son of a bee, and that is his gimmick before. You know what I mean? And he was a good name. Duggan had that character. You know, uh, um, Kamala had the character. The boss man had that character. Well, he, he didn't have to actually call the boss man, but he had that character, and Vince just put the he just put, Vince just put the icing on the cake mm. on all these guys. You know what I mean? He's like us, the sheep and you know, he changes the bushwhackers. You know, we, we we had a character. The, the, yeah. the, today, mate, this is what I don't understand about the business today. He, they have guys from Hollywood writing scripts, writers. Now, these writers come down to the uh, farm school, and they look at the, these guys and try to put a character on a guy. How can you put a character on a guy if you don't know his personality? You know, how exactly. can you put a boisterous character uh, on a guy who's got a laid-back personality? Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Look at that. You got to look at that. You know, you got to know the person's personality and say he's like that. We can do this with him. You can't just come down and put anything. Yeah. Would Would you agree that the the breakout superstars like Austin, like The Rock, their characters are just very major extensions of their own personalities? You know, they. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. The The Rock was the Rock was third generation. Peter Marvey, I wrestled his grandfather. I, I was on the road with his grandfather. I wrestled his father, Rocky Johnson. You know, and then, then the rock came along. He he just had charisma built into him. He just had to have someone to break it loose. You know what I'm saying? And it's so yeah. cold. You know, he, they had used him in Texas in the 80s or uh, 80s, and then he went to um, and then he went to uh, WCW. They didn't know what to do with him there. And then Vince changed him. I gotta say there, Vince found Vince found the right character for him. Mm. He's a yeah. he found that badass gimmick for him, and he was a badass. You know, a, a person people love to be like Stone Cold. Tell your boss to stick it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was that was a, that was he was a badass. <laughs> and that was that was, that's what the average Joe Blue likes to be loved by everybody, but tell them what they think and still get liked. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, it's been great talking to you. Just as we wind the interview up, any words? Uh, obviously, you're coming back over to the UK in January, but any words uh, for the fans over here in the UK who follows you all through your WWF run? Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I hope they all come out of Manchester to the hotel for the autograph signing. If I don't see them there, I'm going to be on the road marching around the country. <laughs> so I want to meet them, shake their hands, and give them a good licking. I'll catch all the kicking. <laughs> okay, mate. It's been lovely. Look, it's been lovely, lovely seeing you again, uh, Lee and Andy. You're looking great, and I hope to see you again shortly. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely see you up in Manchester. Can you stay on the line for us just for a moment? We're going to cut to a commercial break. Uh, Ministry of Slam. More after this commercial break. Whoa! 
Hey everybody, this is Michael Cole, the voice of Monday Night Raw, and you're listening to the Ministry of Slam. I need a domain name. You need a domain name? The boss needs one for the office softball team. Well, then he's going to want a website, email, photo sharing the works. So, what are you going to do? Visit GoDaddy.com. Get everything you need fast for less than $1 a month. Candace, put your clothes back on. CNA Home Video presents the Cross the Line 3-Pack, featuring three of 2008's most exciting pay-per-views from TNA Wrestling, Victory Road, Hard Justice, and No Surrender. It is TNA's biggest release ever, with over 10 hours of total non-stop action, bonus features, 40 of your favorite TNA superstars, and 10 championship matches. TNA Home Video presents the Cross the Line 3-Pack, available now on DVD. In our technology-dependent world, many of us are affected by the constant problems that occur with our PCs and our Internet. By the time we figure out how to use our new computer, it's already collected enough junk files and errors to affect its performance. The weeks pass by, and we notice our PCs beginning to run slower and slower. Go to FastAtLast.com and take the free PC performance test. For the last 10 years, Fast at Last has been developing easy-to-use software for consumers and businesses across 55 countries. If your PC or Internet isn't running as fast as it should, Fast at Last will search for all possible errors and instantly remove them. Go to FastAtLast.com or call 1-800-965-0733. Return your PC to its original peak performance. Go to FastAtLast.com to simply download the scan that best suit your computer problems. The scan is absolutely free, and with your paid activation, you can continue to keep your computer free of those junk files and harmful programs. For more information, call 1-800-965-0733. Now, with 75% more profanity than other wrestling talk shows, hear the difference. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and thanks to Bushwhacker Luke there for taking the time out to speak to us. Uh, an entertaining, if alternative, uh, interview there. Yay! <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, we mentioned earlier, thanks to our new sponsor, amerchandise.co.uk, that we are going to be giving away a copy of the King of Europe Cup 2007. We're mm -hmm. going to do that right now. We are. Are you going to set the question right now? I'll set the question. What you need to do is uh, email the answer to this question through to uh, studio at ministryofslam.com and they're going to be putting all the entries in a hat and we'll be drawing it out live on the show next week. We will be indeed. Okay, so the question to win King of Europe Cup 2007 is what date is Dragon Gate's Invasion UK event? So that is what date is Dragon Gate's Invasion UK event. They're travelling over to the UK later this year uh, for a UK only uh, event. What date is that event? Invasion UK it's called. So uh, all I need is the uh, date of that event and send it through to studio at ministryislam.com and the DVD could be yours. Exactly. And it's a cracker so you want to do it. Exactly. And again thanks to amerchandise.co.uk for supplying that DVD our new sponsors exactly awesome got Shall a we? lot more coming from them as well we have yeah should we open the phone lines I think we should we I'm should, just yeah. putting us on there okay, have you unplugged no nope. yeah <laughs> god it's, it's a real professional outfit here there we go 
and uh, yeah so call in now 020-8144-5736 if you want to speak to us or we're available on Skype as well TSC Lee 1 we got a call already we have okay go for it Mr Price welcome to MOS what the hell Whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second. We aren't Scottish. <laughs> oh, God. Why were we what? Well, no, Rowdy Proper Pro- Bulldog is British. Rowdy sure? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Evening, guys. Good evening. evening. How are you? Hello, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. You having a good one? I am having a very good one. Yes, yes. Awesome. Had uh, had a bit of alcohol earlier on, and that seems to have worn off now, so we're on to the Relentless. So, yeah, it's all good. Very good, very good. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, how's your week? It's not been too bad, can't complain. <laughs> yeah, it started off a bit rocky with Summerfest spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear apparently that the WWE superstars were calling it Summerfest as yeah, well? Yeah, there's been, uh, yeah, something, I saw something about that in the news. They've, um, backstage, they've all been calling it Summerfest as a bit of a, of a rib, and it's winding Vince up right yeah. morally, but um, everyone's been saying Summerfest. I think they should change it. Or have a or have a separate event in August called Summerfest. So you have Summerfest and SummerSlam, you know. Or maybe or maybe give the UK Summerfest. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, because I mean, you can't really, uh, you know, our summer lasts two weeks in the UK. So, you know, just put it somewhere in that two weeks. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you watch UFC last night? Price Absolutely did. loved it. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. It was it was excellent, wasn't it? Fantastic three hours in the chat room. Definitely, Nate the Great Mark. What a flipping knockout! <laughs> oh, unbelievable. It, remi- it, it reminded me of remember when Rikishi took a clothesline oh, and yeah, he spins he round in the midair. Yeah, the somersault. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Just flip- the sheer power behind it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a clip of it and it looks absolutely unbelievable. Just because he was he was throwing all of his weight forward at the same time um, that he got hit. And he literally just, you know, his legs like went right out in front of him and he went down. It was brilliant. And again, as I said earlier, it's going to be used on the UFC video packages for years to come, you can tell. Definitely, absolutely. So, what was that you were wanting to talk about? Yeah, uh, Andy, could you do us the, what we talked about? Yeah, can do. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. He's delving in his bag of tricks again. (laughs) Oh, Christ. There's an envelope. There's an envelope. Okay. Right, do I as I take I open this? Yeah. Right, okay. That's <laughs> a general idea of presence. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two right, okay, I've got there, there's two cards here. Um yeah. I, I open the cards first because that's the polite thing to do. You know, up until you're the age of sixteen you just like go straight for the presents first, but after that you, you have to do the cards first. Oh my god, WrestleManiac. That is a, that is an awesome card. <laughs> uh, with respect for the MOS Northern Island Connection uh, from Price and Vinto. Awesome, thank you very much. Uh, there's another envelope here as well. Yeah, um, I kind of forgot to put that in the car, hence why there's another envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering that. When you <laughs> You're about as professional as we are. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Vouchers. Oh, Forbidden Planet. Sweet. Nice one. Thank you very yeah. much indeed, Forbidden Planet vouchers. Nice. No problem. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And there's also a parcel here as well. <laughs> um, oh god, this is amazing! I've had so many presents today. You do it well, aren't you? Just, yeah. just, thought we would just kill as much dead radio as we could by giving you as much dope <laughs> <laughs> And uh, oh, sweet Monty Python, Meaning of Life, and the Big Lebowski on DVD. 
Sweet, I like this radio thing. I'm going to do it more often. You get like you get your presents from <laughs> yes, listeners. I just plastered all over your Facebook, and everyone everyone knows that it's your birthday. You see, I know <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. Thank you, guys. That's brilliant. No problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. And now I know what to do with my uh, boring bank holiday tomorrow. I can watch Cool Runnings. I can watch Forrest Gump, which Andy got me as well. I can watch uh, all of the uh, Dungeons and Dragons box set, which Andy got me. I can watch Meaning of Life and The Big Lebowski. Awesome. <laughs> That's going to take over a few hours, I think. Yeah, just just, just a, few. a few. Sweet. Just 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 a few. Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> well, it's going to be raining tomorrow, so you might as well. Um, as well with the Breaking Point pay per view, I see they they're still um, advertising the Rain Mysterio Ziggler match. Yeah, um, I think JR put something in his blog to the effect that um, you know, don't whatever the advertising says, he would definitely won't be at the pay per view. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's all being confirmed. speaking, I am a tad annoyed at Rey Mysterio. Why could not little Mexican decide to do this at the end of October so I don't have to see his ugly mug in November? <laughs> <laughs> oh, save the children of the UK being headbutted by Rey Mysterio on the on his way to the ring. You know, it's it's not good. But in Northern uh, Ireland, they probably they probably will get it. Well, he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the kids will head by there. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at least at least Ziggler's going to get the icy belt. That's the only yeah. good thing. Ziggler or think. Morrison, nobody else. Ziggler or Morrison. Yeah, that sounds like. I yeah. I prefer Ziggler to get it this stage, considering Morrison has had it. But um, you know, it'll be good anyway that it's going off Ray Ray anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. Mysterio, I don't see there's anything else he can do in WWE. He just really bores me. I've said this over and over on the show. Yeah, he's good, but we've seen it all before, and it's just the same old shit all the time. So when you watch that WCW DVD and then look at what he was in WCW to what he is now... Do you know, we haven't even reviewed that. We haven't. No, we said we were going to do that this week. We, we haven't even had a chance to get no. to it. Yeah, even, in, even in the SmackDown DVD, there's um, one of the um, top 100 moments is Rey Mysterio jumping off the top of the cage... Oh yeah, yeah. What is that? What was that? A belly flop? Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One too many pinatas. One of them was saying to um, Scotty, and one of them was uh, Big Show dressed up as Fat Bastard, <laughs> which I completely forgot about. I that didn't eat any corn. <laughs> Scotty and Scottish sheep will go nuts at you. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a riot in our chat room, and we've it lost Andy totally. I have nothing to do with that. Scotty and Scottish, nothing to do with that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! Fantastic. That's all good. Um, what have we got coming up next as, as far as uh, wrestling goes? What's the next pay per view? Breaking Point. It's no, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it's TNA, TNA, isn't it? In uh, third week of September. Yeah, Lashley going Isn't against it Rhino. Going to be Sting's swan song. No, that's Bound for Glory. That's Lashley the that's the following one. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a wee it's a wee wild. Is yeah. Lashley's debut? Yeah. Yes, Lashley's debut is coming up. Lashley going against one of the premier top stars in TNA, yeah. of course, Rhino. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just why? Yeah, Rhino. Who I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rhino who goes against all the big names like Jesse Neal. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's Oy. going to be phenomenal. I think the I think one of the funny things I saw is on WWE program the advertisement for Breaking Point where you know they have everybody talking. Ted DiBiase comes on, he says, "I will not tap," and I was just thinking, "Well, you tapped the big show at the previous pay per view, so that's not right." <laughs> do, do they actually watch their own product? You know, <laughs> you think st stuff like that would be pretty logical for them, but uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. What? Roddy Piper is Scottish. 
Yeah, we know, we know. As I'm being <laughs> asked in the chat room. Yeah, the British Bulldog's British as well. Ah, he's also dead. <laughs> oh, right. What? Uh, no. When did that happen? When did that happen? <laughs> do you know something? Oh, really? no. Do you know right, something? Well, we'll let you just go on so uh, everyone else can phone in and stuff. But uh, okay. happy birthday, Lee. I'm thank glad you, you like the gifts. Hope yes, you enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Not a problem. Take Cheers. care, guys. All right. Take care. Bye. Cheers. We'll, uh, we'll touch on something else as well. As I said, um, uh, I've got I've got a seven-year-old daughter, and she absolutely loves High School Musical and Hannah Montana. So actually, during the break while we were playing the Bushwhacker Luke interview, yes, um, I went onto this website where you can get celebrity addresses and you can write off to them to get autographs, sign pictures, that sort of stuff. Yes. And we had to look around to see what you know, just on the off chance, were there any wrestler addresses on there? Uh, funnily enough, you can get an address for Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell he's going to answer the letter? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we got a call. Okay. Azino Master, welcome to MOS. Hey, hey, birthday boy. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm actually really awesome. That's good. This, and, uh, uh, this is, um, sadly, I haven't seen UFC yet, but I'm, pla I'm planning to see that. So you're saying that knockout, who, who got knocked out in 21 seconds? In, uh, that was in 21 seconds, it was... Uh, uh, Damien Meyer got knocked out by Nate Marquardt okay. in 21 seconds, and uh, Todd Duffy got knocked out by Tim Hague in 7. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and in chat room, Scotty says something about Inglourious Bastards. I really recommend everybody seeing that movie. Is it good? It's fucking awesome. It's the best movie of the year by far. Sweet. Well, check that one out. I've seen the trailer, but I don't. I, I wasn't totally thing, sold. Trailer, trailer doesn't give it the justice. By trailer, it looks like it's some rain that the killing movie like you as associate with Tarantino. It's yeah. not. There's, for example, one scene where there's 15 minutes of dialogue. Yeah. And it's resolved in five seconds of shooting. <laughs> Fifteen minute build up to f five uh, second shooting. Sweet. If wrestling had such great finishes, <laughs> uh, that gives me an idea. That gives me an idea. How about we put Tarantino instead of booking? At least oh. we would have so much blood. Oh, that could be. That could be something good. Definitely. The, ma the mafia would actually come out with machine guns. AK 47s. <laughs> yeah. Or the Motor City machine guns would come out with machine, machine guns. guns. There'd just be a big gunfight. Uh, DX would go with tanks. Uh, <laughs> real tanks. <laughs> this could work. Yeah, why not? Yeah. What do you, we are creating a revolution here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We left the squared circle and we created a revolution. There you go. One of the new taglines, thanks to uh, Ron Stryker. Exactly. Dedicated MOS listener. <laughs> I definitely want to thank you for recommending the Jim Cornette DVD from KFAB commentaries. I checked out and I'm going to buy it as soon as I drop it to $20. I currently don't have 25 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is, honestly, it is a tremendous, a fantastic DVD. You've really got to get it. We're trying to get... You know, um, these things it'd be too much because I really want to go out and find five bucks tomorrow and buy it now. <laughs> when I buy it tonight. It's, I'll tell you what, it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, yeah. I we'll, couldn't, yeah. And, and again, two DVDs. Yeah, and next week you're talking about Harry Potter, and once I say that game is awesome, I played it through. It's a, not as a Potter game, but as a game at all, it's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've got a copy on the Wii and a copy on the 360, so we're going to be sort of comparing and contrasting, you know, the differences between the two, and uh, there's another game that um, comes out. It's a little bit more down our alley. Let's just say it's combat-related. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that one as well, and we might even do Rise and Fall of WCW if we can squeeze it in next we week as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Yeah, we, we need Rise and that's great DVD by the way it truly is it is yeah do you know we saw it um, we watched 
watched it with Jeremy just uh, as we were waiting for SummerSlam to come on the air yeah. last week and uh, and just watched the whole documentary. It, it It's definitely a little bit rushed. That's the only thing I'll say about it. Um, they didn't really go and bury WCW, which is good, but... Um, <laughs> they missed a lot out. Yeah. Yeah, well, at least they didn't talk about, uh, like, the click and... Uh, yeah. You know what click... Oh, no, that was WWF. But uh, I like how they showed that finger poke of doom. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't get to see that a lot. Yeah, I, I really forgot how lame that was, actually. <laughs> and then the, the whole uh, Jeff Jarrett and Hulk Hogan thing was touched on yeah. there, where uh, Jarrett laid down for Hogan and the Russo shoot afterwards and uh, all of that sort of stuff was, was touched on, which I thought they were still in the middle of some kind of uh, legal dispute and no one involved could uh, could talk about it at all. But, you know, who knows? wasn't Wins' attitude uh, was that uh, if it's Jeff Jarrett, if it's he sucks, and if you think Jeff Jarrett is good, you suck too. Yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, exactly. But I was very glad to see Goldberg in the DVD. Yeah, had a, a nice, yeah, new footage from Goldberg. I mean, some of the stuff was uh, recycled from old 2002, DVDs. 2002, 2003, uh, Hogan, exactly. Hogan and Bischoff. Hogan and Bischoff, yeah, specifically. And the Taskmaster as well, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, yeah, Sullivan was in yeah. there from, um, was that new footage? I, that I was brand know. new footage. Yeah. Because they've never had the Taskmaster in any sort of WWE release, and mm. for him to be in, in in WWE is quite a big thing. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sweet. Oh, all right, and more uh, MOS Nation. Now I have a question for. Uh, actually, it's ask for help for anybody maybe who's listening a record or something. Where can I get a Raven TNA T-shirt on XL size? Because I've been looking, uh, I've been looking uh, many places and biggest I can find is L, but I need a fucking XL and I want my Raven T-shirt. <laughs> uh, there's a place in the UK called Ringside Live. Yeah, that's a thought. It might still be going. It's run by a wrestler called Dragon Isu. Um, if you Google it, it's called Ringside Live. Okay. I think it's ringsidelive.com. They used to be a sponsor on TSC. I'm not sure if they're still going. If R they are... The, yeah, the website address is ringsidelive.co.uk. Um, the okay. problem is they, they haven't got... It's just a basic um, website advertising the, the store itself. You'll need to give them a, give them a call, but yeah. they might be able to... They might have some. They might know where to get them. So. They used to do like all the old retro T-shirts and all that sort of stuff in the store that you actually had to go and buy. Oh, so you might be awesome. able to get it there. Oh, and they've got a Skype address as well, so you can um, probably get hold of them through Skype. Yeah, well, anyway, if uh, anybody who's listening to this on the record too knows something, feel free to find me in forums. It would be very appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll keep our eyes open for that for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, um, post it in our forums. Uh, stick it in the classified oh, yeah, section. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was about thinking about doing that. Yeah, well, I'm glad that Oxy is coming back to TNA. I'm, I think she... Uh, she We'll have a program with Daphne, and yeah. Oh no, not bad week. Summerfest was great. Watched it with my girlfriend. I'm actually starting to get her into wrestling slowly. Oh, sweet. Nice one. <laughs> Which I did, by the way, with uh, showing her Undertaker with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Even she had to. She was very skeptical about wrestling at first, but when I showed her that, she, even she had to admit that wrestling has some really awesome moments. Okay, that's good. That is very yeah, fantastic. Good. That's definitely the, the the best thing to uh, to to show someone who hasn't seen wrestling before is uh, yeah something like that. Spot that, on. That, uh, that was my idea. Now we watched SummerSlam and she liked the Mysterio Ziggler match. Yeah, and yeah, she knows good stuff when she sees. That's <laughs> she nice. does. She's got a good taste by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
and Summerson. Oh, by the way, Jeff Hardy, his uh, second to last match, but he gave it fucking all, and on SmackDown too. Oh, absolutely. Rick, uh, whatever you think of the guy, I do. I may not like him uh, that much, but when he works, he works really hard, and he puts CM Punk over like a motherfucker. So yeah. what? I think the WWE are really gonna miss Hardy. Yeah, Mysterio really is out for 30 days. Hardy is out. Cena is doing uh, nothing but picking his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Whose merchandise can you sell now? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just they're they're running out of people fast. I mean, I think Vince is just going to sit back and let DX all over the programming over the next sort of two or three months. By the way, I like that uh, Innuendo on their shirt, uh, biggest member in the world. <laughs> It's still, still nice to see something like that in PG times. Yeah. Know, yes. That sexual reference and all. Sort of nice. Have you seen the chat room? Uh, as he Scott, he's put a post for a TNA quote the Raven T-shirt from uh, XL size. Oh. <laughs> Scotty, I love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you do contraction, and our listeners come and help. It's great. Oh it? yeah, but it uh, that ended in June 12th that auction but thanks uh, for trying really uh, okay well, well it was worth a go I will it? keep on looking to really thanks Scotty for trying okay well, oh, obviously, obviously, obviously again, they're uh, out there once they're again booty <laughs> okay uh, I'm off okay go see you uh, have a good week yes take bye. it easy mate bye 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 Okay, so that was Azino Master. The call, the lines, the calls. The lines are <laughs> open 020-8144-5736 if you want to call in. If you're calling from the US, uh, drop the zero, add 44, or you can Skype in to SC Lee One. I was just having a look at a merchandise, our new sponsors. They have got the Raven t-shirt, but it's only in a medium. So, um, yeah, That's I mean, true. that would have been my first port of call. A merchandise. Just, yeah, exactly. But um, they just don't go out that, quite that big. Obviously, some of the, the uh, t-shirts that are out of print now, once they're sold out, once they're gone, they're gone. Mm. So, uh, they've got a huge range of TNA t-shirts though which is oh, quite cool seriously they are 33 the, different t- uh, designs yeah, of t-shirts they are seriously the best place to get TNA uh, uh, TNA t-shirts and best products. of DVDs they've got events uh, going back to 2004 uh, figures hats and hoodies other products what's under other products We've oh got Merc cool City Machine Guns wristbands sweet nice they got the cross the line collection as well yes they have here we go Scott Johns welcome to MOS Hello. Hello. Obviously, some of the t-shirts. I can hear us. I can't hear anything else. No, I can't hear. Okay, might want to not. Scott's gone. Okay, he's gone. Uh, okay, that was worth a try. <laughs> but anyway, going back to it, and they do uh, like the signed trading cards as well, uh, which are limited editions. Jeff Jarrett signed trading cards. Kurt Angle signed trading cards. Samoa Joe towel. And they do the CDs as well. Meltdown and Third Degree Burns. So yeah. it's all looking pretty good. Uh, amerchandise.co.uk. Uh, check it out. It's all good. Sweet. Excellent. And they are just a fantastic fantastic sponsor to have. And like we said, Mark's coming on the show pretty quick as well. He is, yeah. Uh, to talk about Dragon Gate Invasion. He is, yeah. Um, which, again, we don't know a hell of a lot about. So, again, he'll be filling us in with, uh, with some details there. Um, why don't we, while we're waiting for our next call to come through, why don't we talk about this WCW DVD oh, yeah. quickly? It's, um, oh, we've got, uh, Scott's trying again. Scott's trying again. Okay. Hi Scott, welcome to MOS. Hello. Hello. God, Jesus, Jesus that was loud. <laughs> Can you hear us? So I... The show's halfway between. I just can't understand what the fuck's going on right now. Okay, can you hear what we're saying right now? <laughs> um, 
Um, if I calm down the... Yeah, I think we've... We lost him, yeah, I think. Lost, yeah, lost him again on that one. Yeah, the uh, issue we've got there is uh, if you are calling in, try and mute the speakers on your... Um, on your on your PC or, or turn the stream off, otherwise we get an awful feedback thing. You can't hear what we're saying, we can't hear what you're, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh Ron Stryker was actually trying to call in, so I might give him a call. Yeah, give Ron a call. Right. Give now? Ron a call, why not? Because because uh, Ron was trying to call in. Yeah, give Ron so a here call. Here we go, we're calling Ron uh, Dedicated listener right now. of the MOS. And one of our growing Legion of fans in the in the States. Yeah. So hey Ron Hey, how you doing, my friend? You're, you're live on MOS. See, we're calling you. <laughs> I'm doing fine. I just want to call in and wish, uh, wish Lee a big old happy birthday, to everybody. Oh, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Having a good day today. Hanging Sweet. out with my friends. Awesome, awesome. It's all good. Did you enjoy the uh, the review show earlier? The uh, uh, what do we call it again? Ministry Access. Ministry Access. Yeah, I forget what we even God, called it. God, we only did it two and a half it's, hours it's ago. It's new. It's new. I've got to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a nice touch to the uh, you know pre-show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're just tuning in and you just want your normal Ministry of Slam, we're still going to be seven to nine every week, but give you something a little bit different to listen to instead of just the generic music uh, between uh, you know uh, half six and seven o'clock in the UK or half one till two o'clock in uh, in US Eastern Time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little little bonus thing there and gets you up to date with all the video games and stuff. Have you got an Xbox, Ron? No, not right now. I don't. You don't. Okay, okay. Wouldn't be much help. Uh, do you think you're going to get the um, the KFO commentaries DVD, the, the uh, Jim Cornette one? Yeah, I probably will get that because I like hearing you know Jim Cornette when he shoots from the hip. Uh, he's pretty good, and just hearing George, uh, Jim Cornette cuss is funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he holds nothing back in this. I tell you. No, absolutely. Yeah. He is good. It he is very good. It's classic. Really <laughs> classic. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to touch on. You know, sure. uh, my friend Chris and I were talking earlier in the week, which has been toe. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, Sting might be retiring here soon, or at yeah. least from TNA. Mm. And, you know, Sting always said he would never go to WWE because they were too adult-oriented. Yeah. Well, now you can't get more fam friend family-friendly than WWE now. Mm. So, could you see Sting maybe going to WWE just for one round? I was going to, yeah, just as you said that, my mind just went into overdrive. How about, you know, he quits TNA in November and his contract expires, and then you've got your, the legendary match we've been looking forward to seeing for, for years, Sting versus The Undertaker oh, that would at be WrestleMania awesome. 26. That would be what we actually talked about. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. That would be just great. A, just a one-off match. You could build it to the to the moon. And you know that if he did sign with Vince, he would be in the Hall of Fame the next year at WrestleMania 26. Way yeah, we, ta- we talked about him going to the Hall of Fame also. Yeah, I think... I mean, he definitely deserves it. It's just because he's, he's so associated with WCW and now TNA. I think he's he's so far associated with, with that line and, and really hasn't had anything to do with WWE. I think that's the only thing stopping him. But, yeah, I mean, if he did sign a contract, even if it is just for the one appearance at WrestleMania, you know, that would definitely break the <laughs> break the walls down, no pun intended. Mm. And, um, you know, yeah, give him a give him a shot at the Hall of Fame. It's it's definitely a dream match though. It's a match that everybody's wanted to see since WCW, and they all started WrestleMania or something. Yeah, it's a WrestleMania moment. Yeah, really. 
yeah so um yeah it'd be interesting to see definitely interesting to see i, I hadn't even thought about it at all but yeah okay. hopefully it will, it will happen it'll be something to something to look out for definitely you still there uh, uh, yeah. something i also want to bring up you know we talked about uh can you still hear me yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah we um, got yeah, you talk about ratings and uh, um <clears throat> hello is you know maybe the ratings buys aren't as bad as people think yeah. because people are watching wrestling they're just not paying for it exactly yeah i mean that's one thing that they don't think of you know the ratings were really high back in 97 98 99 and then they've really dropped now but again you know how many people like you say don't watch it on tv but will mm. you know download it or watch it on um what's that thing that smackdown's on and and superstars that online tv oh, service i don't um, know i can't remember the name you, of you it. can't get it in the uk i know that but yeah you can you can watch it online probably doesn't take that into account so yeah uh, have we lost Ron? Yes. Yes, we have lost Ron. Yeah. Bit of a bad connection there by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, more people watching wrestling online. So, you know, that could be one of the major reasons why we haven't got any, um, you know, the big ratings on TV anymore because people just don't watch it on the telly. Yeah, I mean, while we're talking about ratings, I mean, I posted something earlier on in the forums. I'm just trying to bring it up mm. regarding the UFC and the WWE. And I think you've you read this as well. Mm. Um UFC 100 actually got more pay-per-view buys mm. than the first seven months worth of WWE pay-per-views in 2009, including Mania 25. Oh, it's unbelievable. Now, the combined and pay-per-view that, buy rates... Yeah, headlined by a guy that Vince quite happily let go. Exactly. But the combined pay-per-view buy rates of 100 and 101 yeah. are going to equal all 14 pay-per-views from 2009. Jesus. If they carry on their current trend. Yeah. And they're not even coming anywhere near them yeah for tna so That's how much does that show ufc is over on the wwe i mean we knew they were big and we knew they were over mm. but that's scary but uh, exactly i mean we that's what we said uh, that's what alex shane said a couple of weeks ago you know the reason people are looking at ufc now instead of uh, wrestling is because wrestling has done everything in the past few years to try and surprise us and it, it can't do it anymore people watch ufc because at the end of the day they don't know who's going to win um you know it's not you can't sort of predict oh they're going to do this they're going to make this guy go over no, it, it couldn't. Yeah, you know, it might not happen. It, even if they did the miracle thing of you know letting a fly, uh, you know, a lightweight go in there against uh, Brock Lesnar, the champion, clips him on the chin, the right yeah. angle, Lesnar's going down. Yeah, I think Scotty's put uh, UFC 100 equal to about six years worth of TNA pay-per-views. I think that's about right. Jesus six Christ, six years worth of pay-per-view. Unbelievable. This is a scary thing. But the fact is, they're not making big money in the UFC. Mm. Lesnar made, I think it was four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, roughly. Yeah. Mia made four hundred thousand uh, dollars, roughly. Again, for UFC one hundred, you compare that to WWE, where they're making a couple of million. Yeah exactly different it is a very different I mean again this might be the the reason why Vince is going for the route of uh, people like bringing in Brian Danielson he's going for the realism he's dropping the entertainment side on the head and going for the realism uh, Danielson is an excellent wrestler people want wrestling yeah uh, so you know maybe that's the reason so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Danielson and also how many other ROH talent they bring in Mm. because that's going to cripple yeah we'd heard that they were you know Vince was actually raiding uh, Ring of Honor and he'd gone after or he'd spoken to sort of four or five different people in Ring of Honor I mean that's something we can ask Austin Aries 
uh, yeah. in the interview this week. See if he's had any contact with Vince. Seriously, that would surprise me if he hasn't. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, he is arguably one of the, the the top star. Well, he is one of the top stars, arguably the top star um, in Ring of Honor with the, the departure of uh, of the, Danielson. The Briscoes as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they haven't spoken to them if they're looking to rebuild this tag team division. Uh, we've just got very quickly from Price. Let's ask MOS where do you think Danielson is going to end up brand wise? ECW first. Uh, they're going to go the same route as CM Punk. I think start him off uh, with uh, ECW, get him to bum around there for a while, just to get used to the WWE style quite unquote mm-hmm. um, and then move him up to either Raw or Smackdown depending on what he, he fits in better I can see him on Smackdown I think yeah I can I think he it could be a good it, that's the more wrestling show rather than entertainment show and just think what the main event would be CM Punk versus Danielson oh, ROH brilliant. versus ROH brilliant absolutely fantastic um, he also goes uh, happy birthday Lee oh thank you very much thanks to everyone tonight who's uh, wishing me a happy birthday on Facebook as well I've had loads of uh, messages thanks for the presents uh, that I've had from people and um, yeah Andy as well and um and uh, of course obviously uh, Price and Vinto over there in Ireland uh, Scotty220 ask MRS can Andy sing happy birthday to Lee live on it no no, no don't no, do no, it don't no. do it I'm not going to I'm not going to <laughs> um, they're asking for overrun we're not going to overrun no tonight. we're not going to overrun it's his birthday we're finishing exactly. pretty much on time exactly uh, we're <laughs> just going to remind you of the competition what date is Dragon Gate's Invasion UK event send your emails to studio at ministryislam.com you to win a copy of King of Europe 07 uh, ask MOS you've got to do this mate it's Go your on. birthday Vinto's asking your Forrest Gump impression oh god they was my please. magic shoes oh, I was talking <laughs> over that you got to do it again <laughs> no I've done it now no I was talking <laughs> over it you got to do it again oh Jesus close the show out it's Forrest Gump <sighs> oh Christ this is going to be difficult ha. Um, no I, I can't I can only do the lines that are in the film I'm going to have to perfect it Go on then, do about, a, do a line. I was going film. somewhere, I was running. <laughs> I like it. I can make someone, uh, one of Kelly's friends, literally almost wet herself just by a Forrest Gump impression. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool, yeah. Um, a happy birthday to Easy's wife, whose birthday it is tomorrow as well. Oh, fantastic, yeah, yeah, 31st of August. Yes. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you very much to everyone listening tonight. Uh, of course, uh, go check out amerchandise.co.uk for uh, DVDs, uh, T-shirts, everything else that uh, that you want there. Just go and check out the site. There's bound to be something that you want on that site right now. Uh, and uh, also check out uh, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra yes. from EA Games. And we're going to be talking about more stuff from EA next week on uh, Ministry Access. They want you to do a whole load of sound bites. So I think for next week, we've got to get you doing Life is Like a Box of Chocolates. Uh, and if you, you, you never know what you're going to get exactly exactly Uh, that's enough Um, (laughs) access will be available for download as well I think we're making a new section in the forums at some point over next week so access will be up in there and that's it that's it for Ministry of Slam Uh, I've been Lee I've been Andy and we'll see you next week take care